Welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. Here we will discuss the contrast between two worldviews, one being biblical and the other being worldly. How does a follower of Christ distinguish between the two? And now here's your host. Hello, welcome to the Biblical Editorial Review. I'm your host, Peter Rose, and I want to thank each and every one of you to be part of this wonderful radio experience. Wow. Um, I want to tell everyone, for one thing, I want to tell everyone, thank you for being part of this series called Black, 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 Black. And the main reason why this series is a very, very, very trans, it's not transcending, it's not something that is you can take casually. But let's just say like this, this is one of the biggest and huge things that God has told me to do. And I cannot take this lightly because of all the stuff that um, happened. And I want to segue on a couple of things here that people need to understand here. Uh, one of the things that really happened through this whole series, and I need to really put this, this hammer down because a lot of times when, when people listened to this, they want to, they're going to really start to say things they don't understand. I'm going to give you an example here. Um, the first episode, when we talk about the lying circle, we talk about the things that a lot of people in the African-American community or black community has been lied to. And they believe in this lie for so long that they try to make it the truth. When you keep repeating something as a lie more and more and more than times, you start to believe it's true. And when that happens, it literally makes people to believe in it and never investigate it. Like many of us, there's ones that's on the air and others, we're going to talk to the other people who's, uh, that's with me right now about this issue. But we're going to really uh, preminate on a couple of things here about it. One of the things that we will t uh, tell is that we've been lied to saying that Democrats are the ones that are evil. Then, not Democrats, but Republicans are evil. That they all here to try to destroy black people. And then we come to find out the, the truth. Then we know we've been lied to. Then we go around and hear about different other social issues. Then we start to investigate more and more. Then when we become saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and have Jesus as our Lord, then the truth really comes out. That's when you know you were in this line circle until you got away from it, which a lot of us call the plantation. Then we go a little bit further here when we really get into the bare bone on everything. Then we want to really segregate ourselves into these sins. Like, for instance, that we want to accept homosexuality as part of that. We want to accept these SJWs. We want to accept uh, all these things that is not biblical sound. Then what happens is that we, we want to say that this is what we, this belongs to us, but it's sin because God always brings things that is cultivating his glory, not the glory of man. If you go and research all those things we just uh, just talking about, <clears throat> especially about homosexuality, that's perversion. It's in Romans. And I'm going to talk to uh, Brother Ronald in a minute here about this because we got a Bible scout here. I'm just saying, but we'll talk about it in a minute here. Then we went a little bit further here, which we got another brother who's on the line, which is uh, Brother G uh, Gary Benford. And we went real deep. We went so deep to the fact that 
you want to say you want to be black or you want to be a Christian. You can't have both. And that right there was the huge pinnacle point that lots of black people that that we know and everybody else know, a lot of them understand. But you got others who don't. <laughs> and those who don't understand are the ones who really want to put us on the cross. Well, happened to me about three months ago. Um, I was banned from Facebook for 90 days. Why? Because I was speaking the truth about God's word. Then, I'm going to go a little bit farther. Um, with that ban, here's the, here's the kicker. Here's this kicker here. I was trying to get a deal with the XFL recently. And the deal went sour recently. And I'm going to tell you what happened. They want me to subject myself with the uh, with Disney Plus, which is Disney, to say, hey, you know, as a Christian, we should not be evangelizing men to come to the, to the word, to church, to hear the word of God, to wear sound doctrine, to listen to the word of God, to to become God's children. They don't want that. They want us to advertise beer, sex, violence, you name it. And I cannot sit here knowing that I am delivered from all that to become subjected to for money. So I said no. So I, I, I tell I'm not I'm not gonna put my 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 uh the people that that are behind me, myself and God on the altar of money. And that's this happened this week tells you that this world that we live in don't have God in we do have God, but God's in us, the ones who believe in him. So I want to introduce you to Two people, uh, two men. But there's some more people coming on here because there's a lot we need to impact here and unpack on this whole deal about this, this, this predicate about Christians who say they are, but they claim they not, they claim they Christians, but they really not. And we're going to go into so many things into this. Now we are broadcasting live on two radio networks here. We got one on the Resilient Christian Radio Network, which is rcrnetwork.com. And also my John the Radio Network, which is myjohntheradio.net. So I want to introduce one of them, which is Gary Benford, and also we're going to, uh, Ronald Owens. Yeah, I wanted to talk to these men, guys, because I know both of them, especially Gary. I remember talking to Ronald when we did Project Purpose, and well, he was on part of it. Everything I didn't really talk to him directly. But I saw him on Facebook, and I know he's a scholar of the Bible because he reads it constantly, and he brings out what God had to say about certain things that we need to understand the Word. And you also know about uh, Brother Gary. So I want to introduce Brother Gary Benford and Ronald Owens. How you do, guys? Uh, thank you very much. This is Gary, and thank you. God bless uh, Cleveland, and it's a pleasure to uh, be on the show and um try and set the record straight about God, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and what's important to Christians. And the most important thing and the only thing that matters to God is that we become born again so we can become his family, not only here on earth, but in heaven. Good evening. I, I want to just echo what, uh, what Gary said, and good evening, uh, Cleve, and I want to say good evening to all your listeners across the United States. Oh, uh, and I just the want world. to echo the world. Yeah. what Cleve said. <laughs> 
Yes, and the world. Thank you. <laughs> I want to echo what, uh, what, what Gary said, that yes, the good news that Jesus came to die for us and to reconcile us to our Heavenly Father and that we have, that, that because of Jesus' blood, he's given us the gift of confession, repentance, reconciliation, transformation, and ultimately glorification, and that's Amen. eternity in heaven. Amen. And if some more people will be coming on to the broadcast, uh, we will introduce each one of them when they come on because there's a lot of people want to tie into this powerful impact thing we're about to embark into. But I want to go ahead and start out with a couple of things that has been going on here. Uh, first and foremost, we need to really come to grips on the fact about Jesus Christ. We got a lot of people in the church today who are not Christians. Which is called churchians or let's say religious folks coming in and trying to impact this 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 uh to with a lot of people with this kind of stuff is going on. Now I'm gonna give you an example here. Um, one of the things that's been uh, going on right now in some many realms right now is the fact about uh, the social justice movement because it's been very 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 hard on the church. And um, you got different people, different denominations that started to grab hold to it, like the SBC to even some of these uh, mainland um, denominations, even some of them that are non-denominational. Um, I want to chime in because we heard from so many people from some of these sectors are trying to embrace this thing here and trying to say that this is the way that God wants it. I want to ask both of you, of about this thing here then we could go into the biblical sound doctrine on this because it's a lot that's been said and a lot of people need to really understand the lies from the far left or they said progressives socialists and everything that has trying to has been crept into the church just like in jude uh, has crept into the church and lay dormant in as apostates I want you guys to go ahead and chime into it. I want to start with Brother Gary, then we'll go to uh, uh, Brother Rama here. Uh, thank you, Brother Cleveland. Uh, back in, uh, in the uh, late 50s, a former FBI agent, uh, W. Cleon Skousen, wrote a book called The Naked Communists, and that book was about how the communists were trying to infiltrate, their plan to infiltrate the United States to be able to steer this country into socialism and as Vlad Lenin said the goal of socialism is communism never forget that people and in his book he listed bullet points as to what they what their goal goals were one of them was to get control of the schools break down morality but here is goal 27 infiltrate the churches and replace reveal religion with social religion discredit the Bible, and they've been way too successful. The Marxists sent their, their pastors, their false prophets to college. They infiltrated the theological schools, our, the, our seminaries in our schools. They took over some of those schools. That's why you're seeing a lot of, a lot of seminaries and, and, and theology schools now in the United States where we're sending our kids actually do not believe that the Bible is 100% true, nor do they believe that Jesus is the only way. And that's where social justice came in. Social justice or social religion in the church was a cultural Marxism trying to change the culture 
through language and through religion, and what they wanted to do was replace Jesus saying, pick up your cross and follow me daily. Pick up your cross. If you belong to me, if you were now born again, it's not about your goals and your aspirations and your deeds. I need to live my sinless life through you. I will lead you, steer you, guide you into what I would like you to do, what God brought you to this earth to be and to do. And if you do and let me lead you, you will not fail. Social justice, cultural Marxism, that replaced picking up your cross and following me. And what it was, it was a system whose idea was to teach people not what it is, but the way things should be done. In other words, they, they, they're talking against capitalism, against free enterprise, against individual responsibility, the type of things that made America great, and through the onus on victimhood, through the onus on you're a victim because you're black, you're a victim because you're female, you're a victim and you can't rise above it, so be a victim, play the victimhood card, follow us in our Marxist ideas, let big government put us in charge, and we'll take care of you. And, and in order to do this, you had to overthrow the Bible. You had to get Jesus out of there. And that's why you see, once they got God out of the schools, the workplace, and government, they were able now to bring big government in. And that's what you see now with the social justice movement. It's cultural Marxism. It's straight out of the pit and it's straight out of the pit of hell, and that's where it needs to go back to. Because if you belong to Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My Father owns everything, and I am a child of the King. I'm a child of the King, and my riches and all my sustenance comes from God, not from government. And they've replaced all that, and that is the problem. The social justice movement is extremely dangerous, and it's satanic. Oh, wow. I want to I want to add on to what um, um, what Gary said. I was listening to a podcast last month, and the man who was interviewed is U.S. Army Major General Paul DeLilly, and he was talking about some current events that are going on today. And toward the end of the broadcast, the moderator asked him what do you foresee going on in our country moving forward? And he said, I have, I'm going to give a talk the next day identifying five national security threats to the United States. So, of course, when he said that, I kind of perk up, okay. So I'm thinking, you know, this guy is a retired two-star general. He was once the commanding general of the Pacific Command and back in the day, he was a Fox contributor. So he's a military man. He knows about strategy. He knows about tactics. He knows about, you know, uh, warfare and stuff like that. This guy identified the number one national security threat in the United States is this, the movement to a socialist state in America. Mm. Not arms, not army. Not this, but an ideology, uh, a thought ideology that's rooted in satanic and luciferianism, when essentially it's about me, what I can do, when I, I can. It's about me, 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 me. Jesus said in the Gospels, go ye into all the world to preach. 
what? The good news, the gospel. He didn't say go into all the world and preach social justice. And like Gary said, this social justice-ism, it's all about deflecting the primary mission of the church, which is to preach the gospel and to do something that's not really mandated, that was intentionally introduced to the church, to young people, indoctrinate us, not us individually here, not probably some of the listeners in the United States and throughout the world, but a vast number of young people are being indoctrinated in the church and, and, and as Gary said, in the, in, in the seminaries to divert us from our primary mission, and that's to preach the gospel. Amen. You know, um, you guys, you you hear on something there because it's been talked about for so long about this whole thing that the gospel of Jesus Christ has been mothered down with all these things. Because one of the biggest, huge problems that we have right now is, like you just said, you two guys, I, 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 I implore you for you what you did. You just put out there the some of the culprits. And we're going to kiss on this sacred gal starting right here, right now. Um, a lot of it is started in the seminaries. You know, it started at the pulpit. And a lot of the, the people in the pulpit are the ones that's teaching or spouting lies to the people who has those itchy ears. And when you have this itchy ear syndrome, which is more going on in the churches today, you know, people want to get rich using God. They want to get this using God. Then it's nothing wrong if you follow scripture accordingly. However, here's the problem with some of this. You got so many of those in the, of those preachers in the seminaries are teaching the various things that is not biblical. Like for instance, I'm gonna read. Yeah. I'm gonna read this article here, and uh, I want you guys to chime in for it. Now, in in some of the things that's going on right now, um, and this is from Daryl Harrison uh, on the series that they is talking about about cultural Christianity. And what it does, and this is going back to what he says, Marxism, uh, what brought Gary, and what you say brought around, is about the objective of the series, of course, he's talking about, is to really put it into what's going on in the black churches today. What they usually talk about, they diminishing Christianity and trying to make it to a false reality. Which, in other words, is that it's, it's coming in with the black liberal theology, Black Lives Matter, and of course some of the things with the prosperity gospel or other ways to trying to say that God is your sugar day, God is the one is for black people and God is going to deliver black people just like the, the Jews believe that Jesus the Messiah was to come in and get them away from the, the Romans but he didn't do none of that. So this is one of the huge problems that we have in churches now it's a conference it's a cultivation holy cultivation in st louis missouri i listened to some of it today and the main reason why i listen to it is to bring in some of my premises of this whole thing here one of the pastors mentioned something about black lives matter and i kid you not i listened to this thing for five minutes and he kept mentioning black lives matter said god wants 
the lives of black people matter. It doesn't matter what ethnic group is out here, but the black lives do matter to God. Using that inf uh, inferiority segment in a holy cultivation that's going on in St. Louis, Missouri, which is where our radio stations is located at, is ba it's based on black people, but not talking about other ethnic groups. But we talk about souls here. Um, let me ask you guys this question here. When you hear things like that, the Marxism, the socialism, and the things that's going on in churches today, what is your intake about? Because it's a, it's a lot of times, and we have lots of young people who's trying in right now, are trying to understand what's wrong with it, and 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 it's not that it don't. I don't see the problem. Is why are you so against it so vigorously? One, I want you. I want each of one of you guys, and anyone that's coming in, trying in, please click on that link. And just go ahead and uh, be part of this broadcast if you have anything you have to say about it. But but you guys that's on here right now, I want you to go ahead and put in the whole premises on why this is dangerous, this is evil, this is not biblical. Go ahead and start with that, and we'll go ahead and um, read some of these chats that I'm getting right now. Okay, well I'll 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 go. I was waiting for you, Ron, but I'll go. Okay. Uh, Here's, here's, here's something that I would encourage everybody that's listening to do. God gave us a brain. We need to use it. When you read your Bible, your Bible was written in a time in which it wasn't written in Africa. It was written in the Middle East for people in that, in that region, and a lot of them were Jews and Gentiles. And what you need to do is look at the followers of Christ, the people who help write the New Testament, as well as the Old, and put yourself in their shoes. The Apostle Paul started out as Saul of Tarsus. He was a person who thought that Jesus Christ was not the Messiah, and he had a death wish for all followers of Jesus, known as the people who followed the way. And Paul was going around. At that time, he was called Saul from Tarsus. He was a Pharisee, and he was one of the brightest and the most brilliant, and he carried orders from the king to have believers jailed, imprisoned, even killed, until he met his fate on the Damascus Road, and God blinded him and asked him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus. He became a great, great apostle he wrote a lot of the new testament but did you notice he didn't go back and start a jewish church he didn't go back and say my pharisee brothers you're my brothers what he said is people who follow christ who are born again are my brothers you are my brothers and sisters everybody else is the mission field the point i'm making is when you see that paul separated himself from the jews people peter separated himself from the jews because they were non-believers they were pharisees they weren't your brothers and sisters in fact they were trying to kill you have you thrown in jail they were having paul and peter beaten it every which way at every stop they're not your brothers and sisters anymore Paul wasn't going back into the church, into the temple at that time saying, hey, 
It's all about Judaism. No, it's all about Christ, Christ, Christ. So when you put yourself in that shoes and transfer yourself into understanding what God did and what born again is, you're born out of your sex. You're born out of your race. You're born out of whether you were rich or poor, and you're born into one in Christ. So when you hear anybody in a church ever bring race outside of running the race and finishing the race and getting your crown that leads you to heaven, you're in the wrong church because there should never be anything black about a church. There should, the, the word black should never come up. The word white should never come up. How could it be about black people? How could God be looking upon black people when his people were the Jews and they fell away. See, so it's all about born again and an allegiance to Christ. And this is one of the major, major problems that we have within the framework of people that attend a lot of, a lot of the black churches. And, 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 and it, it's a horrible problem, but you, you have to understand who you are. You're, you're neither Jew nor Greek, as the Bible said. You're neither, you're neither male or female anymore. You're one in the body of Christ. Make that today. It's neither black or white. You're neither rich or poor. You're neither male or female. Anybody that's still in that identity is in their sin. You have to be born again. Jesus has to come on the inside of you and free you from the bondage of that sin. Now, you want to know the proof? Take one of those black pastors, put him in a church that's 50-50 of any other races beside black. See if he'll preach the same thing. The gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached to anybody, anywhere, on any continent. When I witness to anybody, it doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what nationality, what race, gender, or class they are. The gospel is the same. And if that gospel changes, if they twist that gospel, you're in the wrong church. It's a false gospel. All right, brother. Um, brother Ronald, go ahead, tie in. Yeah, I just wanted to um, talk about what we initially talked about. What is the good news, and about the preaching of sin, and about the preaching of and teaching of of of, of repentance, um, confession. Actually, confession first, repentance, because then you're turning your life around. Um, and a lot of the the issues that we are dealing with today in the church has to do with the issues that Paul wrote about when he wrote all these letters. Amen. Sometimes we have to step back and see what Paul actually did, what he actually wrote, the issues that were going on during that time. And, 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 and these books in the New Testament, when he wrote one-third of them, were letters. Dear so-and-so, this is what's going on at Ephesus. This is what's going on in Galatia. This is what's going on in Thessalonica. I, I, we need to deal with this. And in those letters, there's teaching. But one of the one things I want to focus on is when Paul wrote to the church or the people in Galatia, and he was addressing the 17 works of the flesh. And then he was juxtaposing the ninth fruit, singular, of the Spirit. And, you know, we, we go to church, we're not talking about what the 17 works of the flesh are. Okay. I mean, some of the 17 works of the flesh in uh, Galatians 5.19 has to do with adultery, fornication, mm -hmm. uncleanliness, mm -hmm. lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, mm -hmm. hatred, variance, emulations, wraths, tribes, seditions, heresies, endings, murders. 
drunkenness. He's writing to Christians in Galatia then, and he's, and he's dealing with that today. But then he doesn't leave us there. Don't do the 17 works of the flesh. The maturity of a Christian is marked by the ninth fruit, singular, of the Spirit, Amen. which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. If the pastors in the black church, in the white church, whatever, whoever, if they teach, don't do the 17 works of the flesh, the ninth fruit of the Spirit, there is no need for social justice. Amen. Amen. It's all right there in the Bible how to treat your fellow man, loving them, having joy, having peace, being patient with people, being gentle with people, being good to people, having faith, meekness. There is strength in meekness, mm. self-control, temperance. You know, mm -hmm. that's what the pastor should be teaching in the church. And if they taught that, there'd be, we would be treating people with respect. There would be no need, you know, need for social justice-ism. Amen. You know, okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I want to uh, introduce some more people that are coming into the thing here, guys. Uh, we got John Denson, and also we got Lawrence Johnson. I wanted to say, how you doing, brothers? Hey, brother, how you doing? Doing great. So, uh, uh, thank you for calling I, in. A part Mr. of Gary, what you're doing is uh, Mr. Denson, thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I'm just getting caught up listening to what, what the conversation's all about. So, can you repeat who's on the who's on the again? So I'm going to put people's names out like a member. Who's Lawrence? Who? How are you? <laughs> yeah, you got Lawrence uh, Johnson and you also got John Denson. Yes. Yeah, I want to go ahead and talk to our, um, Brother Denson for a minute here. Brother Denson, I want you to. Uh, we was talking about the various things that's going on with uh, church today, and I want you to chime in into. What we went, we we uh, uh, conversation about, uh, so you could catch up to speed here, is about that we have so many things is going on in the churches. They talk, want to bring in social justice stuff to even bring in a lot of things, socialism, you know, Marxism, progressives, and you name it. Anything that is not of the word of God. And I want you to chime in, and we'll also get Brother uh, 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 Lawrence in here as well. And, and so you guys can go ahead and chime in on what you think is going on that the body of Christ needs to understand because it's a lot of people out here. And like I said, we got two networks that are full of Christians and also we got one with a full of young people. So I want you to go ahead and um, chime in on what you think is going on and to sum it up to the point that people need to understand this reason and what is the dangers of all these things that's going on that's uh, crip into the church well it's, the church started out as a body and uh, it's now a business and when you take a body and make it a business you got a prostitute a, <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> okay nail that you went there okay <laughs> wow there has been a fallen away from sound doctrine, obviously. Uh, we've gone from uh, spirit-led to entertainment. Uh, and that's an indictment. Uh, of, the Bible says that the reason the world is in the shape it's in today is because they see no fear of God before their eyes. That's an indictment of the church. 
However, there's a remnant uh, of believers who are standing in the gap, and uh, uh, we're excited to, uh, to see what God is doing through that remnant. But the church in large, again, has become a prostitute. So uh, there needs to be repentance and a revisiting of the scriptures uh, and get back to the basis, as the old folks used to say, uh, back to the old landmark. <laughs> and that entails uh, uh, a lot of basic principles that we've walked away from. Uh, when you stand in the pulpit, you preach, before they get home, they forgot what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then living a life that's pleasing before God, uh, I'm talking about leadership, uh, is uh, if if the so-called rapture or the end gathering was to take place today, most churches wouldn't have to get a new pastor. They'd still be here. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. All oh, right, brother Lawrence, uh, go ahead, chime in, my brother, on on this notion here. Uh, well, I, uh, I I disagree to some extent with. Uh, Brother Denson, is it? Yeah. Yes, Denson. Okay, ben yeah. Ford. Or ben, ben Ford or Denson? Which one? It's D as in David. Denson. Oh. Denson. Yeah, Denson. Okay, okay. And, uh, and and I got the point. I got the point. I, um, well, certainly there's certainly some danger in um, when you're mixing in the business and the body, but the church has to be operated that way because you're still dealing with you're still dealing with finance, you're still dealing with bills, you're still dealing with business. So you have to keep that in mind. And at the same time, uh, it, it's 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 incumbent upon the pastor, but it's also incumbent upon the members because sheep get sheep. So uh, we certainly have to make sure that the pastors are are, are teaching the word, and then the members are echoing that what you find a lot of times is that either the pastors aren't teaching the word or the members aren't echoing what the pastor's teaching so now you have a leader who's trying to teach over a bunch of hard-headed sheep and they're all butting heads and running around and causing damage when in reality uh everybody plays a part and this is why the body was designed the way it is the body of christ and that's why he it references it that way. It's a body, just like your hand or your foot are still a part of your body. They operate independently, but they are connected, so they're still dependent. So we still, so we all have a job to do to work together with the body as a whole. So it certainly, it, it certainly is not, uh, does not fall all on the leader. And 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 I'm not taking away from the fact that. Uh, leadership is uh, works from the head. From the um, leadership does not reflect attitude, or vice versa. Attitude reflects leadership. But um, we have responsibility too. That we have to make certain that what God is saying, we are repeating. Because I mean, you you could certainly put it. You know, you could certainly put a certain amount on the pastor, but. We still have to make sure that we're doing all we're supposed to do to make sure that the body is operating right. Uh, and, and just as I reference, uh, the hand has to make sure that it's not banging itself against a wall. It has to be operating within the body 
to edify the body. So it's not just the head that's that's uh, that's uh, held responsible. We're all we all have responsibility. Um, let me let me um, emphasize this, uh, brother Johnson, for a minute here. I get what you're saying here. Just I, I get it, hundred percent. But also, I gotta put a little emphasis on this here to put into reference. Um, yes, you're right. The, the sheep do need to play their part. However, th this is the problem that if the teaching, but you, you're right about the teaching about certain teaching and things, but it's a, it's a way they teach it. Now, let me, let me put, let me put in the emphasis on here of what's going on. You got so many pastors now are not teaching biblical truths from the word of God. They doing is they are putting in their own spin into it without the Holy Spirit. They put in they, they, uh, they put in their spin into it to fit a condition of the world. Because look at what's going on here. If you take in what's going on in the churches today when they bring in things like social justice, homosexuality, and things like that that is in reference against God's word, the way that everybody emphasizes the word God, they probably to prevalate into something that's not biblical. So what they're doing is trying to condition sin instead of uh, uh, trying to break out the sin. And that's why in the body, you have to understand that our head is Christ. But Christ do have, if you if, God, if Christ have control over the body, then what's wrong with sometimes with the body is that, you know, you got different diseases going on in the body. You got cancer. You got this kind of disease. You got that kind of disease. Well, if the body is okay, but the other parts of the body have, is disease, it had to be something that had to cure that disease. And that's when the uh, repentance of sin got to come into play. So in some of the churches that's going on right now, as we speak, they don't talk about the cure. They talk about the problem that is thinking is a cure, which is you need to uh, bring reparations into the, uh, the black community. Well, why we need that for? Because I think a lot of black people has been reparated. If you look at the conditions of what we come from, when we get away from the things that's not biblical and uh, 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 that are not that are not biblical. Get away from those. Then you got. I agree. At, you know, I agree. So so it's a lot of things going on with the pastor's part of the view that even what brother uh, John is saying is being prostituted. And um, and I I totally agree because if you look at it, a lot of the people that's in the uh, sit at that sacred thing called the pulpit, they are spouting the things of Satan. So that's why we need. But, 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 but that's why that's why it's partially and coming upon us. And I'm and I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I completely I completely agree. Uh, 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 my concern and rather God's concern, I can certainly find scripture to support it. Uh, that that uh, if 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 we're if we're we're doing what we're supposed to do mm -hmm. as 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 sheep, if we're doing what we're supposed to do as sheep, if the head is off track, we'll know it. And then we can certainly, of course, pray for him. But if he decides that he wants to continue doing what he's doing, then we can leave. True. But but what you know whether or not the whether or not the the that same mess continues, that part is incumbent upon us, because that pastor gonna be that pastor that church. I mean, it's not like all not all like Baptist churches where Baptist church they can hold a meeting and the pastor leaves. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of churches search the Church of God in Christ. You know, it, it comes from you know they have to go through a whole process with the bishop and the and and the and the board of elders. Because I was part of the Church of God in Christ for years, and now part of the Baptist Baptist Church for years. So so those things are those things are processes. So I certainly don't disagree with what you're saying. And you're absolutely right. These are those are the reason why those things um, creep into the church. But and but um you know and it's of course um, on the pastors to make sure that that stops or continues. And unfortunately, you have a lot of um pastors that vote Democrat. Yeah. And they promise that they are standing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. There is no way you can actually vote Democrat and be a Christian. Thank you. It is an oxymoron. The process is an oxymoron. In fact, G.E. Patterson, you know, was, was very famous for that. Mm -hmm. And he got a lot of trouble with his own church, the Churches of God in Christ, because, mm -hmm. you know, he, of course, he was the bishop. Right. But he got a lot of trouble for that because he said that a man of God should be able to stand and say, I'm going to vote independent. I'm going to, I'm going to register as independent. That way, if, uh, if there's a Democrat, if a, there's a Democrat uh, uh, candidate running for an office, and he has his heart right, then I can vote for him with a clear conscience. But I'm not going to register with either party. And I got that, and that's how I operate. But I've, I've actually left several churches because of that reason. Mm -hmm. Because they're, they're promising that they are standing, in the word of, standing on the Word of God, and they're supporting the Word of God. But in actuality, they're all for a Democrat. And their only excuse is no excuse. Mm-hmm. And they don't give a reason why they do. They just stand by what they stand. I dig it. You can do that, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Okay. Uh, can I well, chime in? Can I chime uh, in? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that yeah, poses yeah. a problem. Basically, okay. what we're talking about, and I certainly agree oh, with your statement. Go ahead. Uh, what we're talking about is accountability and authority. Uh, I don't think, you know, what's happening is in our community, people are leaving the church because of various reasons. But the, the the problem is not leaving the church. The problem is being led by God to be at that church. Uh, most people are joining churches without checking with the Lord. And right. I've seen people leave the church because of the color of the carpet. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, yeah. God has planted you there. You don't leave unless God directs you to leave. Uh, and there are so many good people are leaving that God has planted at churches. Uh, and when they leave, who's there to carry the banner of righteousness? Uh, uh, the God says, I got the king's heart in my hand. I heart to soften it. Uh, uh, I have to learn how to respond to authority. Uh, and when you talk about vote, well, uh, uh, black people tend to be conservative until it comes to the voting booth. <laughs> then it's a whole different ball, ball then game. Then it's a whole different ball game, right? Then it's hematology, the study of words. Mm -hmm. In the pulpit, we're talking about gay people. God is talking about sodomites. That's right. Uh, right. You have to call it what it is. Uh, we, we're talking about people having affairs. God is talking about adultery of fornication. Right. So the use of words are powerful uh, when we bring a message to the people. Then, then people don't understand uh, covenant theology, they don't understand uh, the basis of our faith is in Jewish soil. And one of the things that I've discovered over the years is that you look at the Jewish community, uh, when it comes to solidarity, they excel. When it comes to academia, uh, 
they make up less than one percent of the population that they've won more Pulitzer Prize than any other people group when it comes to money management they're off the charts they don't yeah. have the Holy Spirit when you look at the church we're, we're, we're in a disarray so the idea is there's some principles that we have missed or we're not teaching to bring our people out of financial bondage, out of, out of social bondage, and all the kinds of things that's keeping a family or persons or, or, or group of individuals from experiencing victory. So I, I think words has to do with that, and most pastors don't see Scripture uh, they've been westernized. They don't see scripture from uh, uh, a Hebraic perspective. Uh, they don't. They don't. And a lot. Can and I, can a, lot of them don't, and a lot of yeah. them don't study. Okay. But you know the problem. But, the, but uh, all part of the problem is, and 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 what I referenced earlier mm-hmm. uh, is that I, I certainly uh, understand all those things. But there's scripture to support those things, even when it comes to uh, leaving the church. If, if if the pastor's not doing what the pastor's not, if the pastor's doing or teaching things that are contrary mm-hmm. to the Word of God. Romans 16 and 17 says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those people who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. Now, you certainly should, you certainly should pray for those leaders mm-hmm. because they need your prayer. But at the same time, God has given us scripture, see, and, and, and unfortunately, um, much of us, m- many of us, not, not you, but many of us operate on feelings, how yeah, we yeah. feel. Right. I don't like this. I don't like that. Right. But just where, just the same way if you work for Walmart, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do at Walmart, well, Walmart has a manual. So they go to that manual, and they'll say, well, Lawrence isn't uh, coming in on time. He's supposed to be at 8 o'clock. He's here at 9 every day. What's the manual say? Lawrence is dating a coworker. He's dating a manager. We don't do those type of things in this in this establishment. We don't have we don't um, support uh, uh, intercompany dating. What does the manual say? We have a manual, and so what mm-hmm. happens is we tend to go off the charts because of the fact that we're not appealing to the manual. Okay, Can that's I, what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing with what just what you're saying at all. But mm-hmm. I also understand that there's there is. Uh, Scripture to support uh, in those instances where uh, the man of God is not doing what he's supposed to do. Okay, let me go ahead. This is Ron. Go ahead, Ron. Well, that's where you we're talking about holding yeah. people accountable. Hey, the uh, whole process of church discipline is restoration. The whole gospel is restoration, not punishment. So the idea. No, no, and and, and that's one. I'm not. And I'm not talking about punishment. Okay, okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about punishment. What I'm talking about is. Okay, now, uh, that was one scripture. Now, fortunately for us, we have the Word of God, which is uh, made up of many scriptures. We've got 66 books of scriptures. So all those scriptures work in tandem. Work in tandem. Okay. So if you have, on one hand, where it says to deal with those things accordingly and avoid those people, and, and, and that's, not on, that's not where it stops or even where it starts. Okay. Then what the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. 
that's not where it starts or where it stops. So you got a lot of scripture that all support all that stuff. Okay, and okay. Certainly, you uh -huh. have to rest restore people. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Let's do this here. Let's get uh, got get a couple more people in here. Let's do it with uh, uh, brother Ronald there, brother uh, Gary here. Okay, I want them to chime in with yeah. everything you just said right. here. Go ahead. I just want—I don't know if it was uh, John or Lawrence. They made a really great point about language and how yeah. we parrot what the dominant culture parrots. For example, a woman's right to choose abortion. Wow, yeah. What does that really entail? Mm. That entails injecting a chemical inside of the womb of a mother, burning that child chemically to death. Mm-hmm. And then dismembering that human being inside the womb. If we start defining what abortion is, there's nothing gay about homosexuality. Absolutely. We should start calling it what it is. Right, you know right. What, what, you know what homosexuality is? It's about people who choose to sexually gratify themselves by inserting physiological appendages and inserting artificial objects in each other's orifices. That's what God, homosexuality is. Has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with a lifestyle. It's what people do to sexually gratify themselves. And I'm just if we just begin to really describe what abortion is, describe that there's nothing happy or gay about uh, about two men and two women together. That's not a happy situation. They might say that they're. You know, they might say they're happy. Happiness is transitory, but there's no joy in it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> you preach, you preaching, sir. You preaching. Yes, that's good. Good to preach. Uh, 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 brother, brother, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I want to commend uh, Brother Lawrence for leaving churches and for his stance on the Democratic Party. Uh, that's one of the things I wrote a thesis on Christians and voting, and it starts out by saying you, you, you can't be a Democrat and serve God because it forces you back into all your sins, among other things. But yeah. uh, the one thing I did want to say is I'm not sure if Brother John and Brother Lawrence were at the very beginning of the conversation because I you see with I you were. Okay, because I see No, I was not. Right. See, because I see where both of you went. Yeah, <laughs> And everything you said was valid, and you made very valid points. The thing is, at the beginning of the conversation, what was on the floor was the false church. What was on the floor was the Marxist church infiltrating the, our, our seminaries, our, our theology schools, and the churches with cultural Marxism. They have their okay. pastors in there, right. right? So what we were talking about, was the move away from pick up your cross, follow me, you know, as Jesus said, to a social justice thing about victimhood, taking the onus off of God providing our sustenance and being our provider and putting on big daddy government. That's yeah. what, where we were. And, and see, that church, I think, is lost. Yes. So the people that are in those churches, they're gone. See, and, and the churches you're talking about and all the church doctrines and issues you're talking about, those are very debatable. Those churches are savable. Those are the type of churches that Paul was talking about, about the strife between churches and, and, and teachings. Those can be handled. But it all, to me, comes down to this one 
thing, and this has been the problem. And and Lawrence, you were talking, and 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 John, you were talking about the church, you know, with the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to run your business of the church, but what you can't do is change the word of God for filthy lucre to get people to stay in the church. If they right. want to leave because you're preaching the word of God, they don't belong there. Let them go. If, right. if it's a true church of Jesus Christ, he will sustain his church because it's not your church, my church, or the people's church. It's his church. And as Paul was told, told Timothy, and we know he wrote it. We know he wrote it in Second Timothy. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preach the word. We all know this. This is what's happening now. This is the problem. And there are two things. There's a marriage going on here. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Yes, for the time will come, and boy, are we there, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because, and I think this is the millennials, their generation, not all, but this generation that has itching ears towards socialism, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves teachers and will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. This is why it is so important to preach the word, and this is what has happened in these false churches that are Marxist churches, churches where they've infiltrated teaching social justice, teaching anything but the true gospel of Jesus Christ. There's a right. match between people. This is what they want to hear, so they will find those pastors. They will find those pastors, and if a pastor comes into a church and that is what they don't want, like you said, you could, they're not going to accept them. So unfortunately, there's a match there. It's happening all across the United States, and it's passing for true religion, and it's not. And the fact that you know it's phony, Lawrence, because that's the Christianity that the Democratic Party embraces. Yeah, it should make a man. Christians are a threat. Christians are a threat. Christians are a threat to the globalist plans, to the socialist plans, to the yep. communist plans. We are an existential, spiritual threat to the kingdom of darkness. Amen. It is in 612, the are not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers uh, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are a threat. And Satan's agents and his ideology is what we're coming up against. It's a spiritual warfare. Amen. You're right, Ronald. And, you know, remember when, Barack, you Obama was remember when Barack Obama was president, and they're asking him about Christianity because he had taken shots at Christianity, you know, Christians holding on, bitter Christians holding on to their Bibles and guns. And they say, what's your problem with Christianity? He actually issued this statement. But then again, he had been in Jeremiah Wright's church, so what can you expect? He said, yeah. whose Christianity am I supposed to follow, Al Sharpton's or Dr. James Dobson's? <laughs> Duh! <laughs> Duh! <laughs> Please! <laughs> See, and that's the problem. That's, that's the, problem. the problem. Right. Okay. Amen. Okay, uh, I got Brother Casper. Uh, I know that he probably is listening in, but Brother Casper, can you uh, go ahead and chime in just a little bit? If not, I understand you're probably headed to Atlanta. Uh, go ahead, Brother Casper. <laughs> Hey, uh, brothers and sisters, Mr. I apologize Casper? for being. Hello? Casper Stock? 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 That's him. Yep. Casper! Casper's in the house! Okay, I'm sorry. 
I apologize for being late to the party. Um, I am uh, not headed to Atlanta just yet, but I will be in a couple hours. Okay. I've been trying to get so much stuff done. It's, it's crazy. Um, I don't even know where to start, but I was curious if any of you have any comments and stuff. And I apologize if you've already uh, <laughs> talked about this, but I am curious about what the group thinks about Kanye West and his new um, uh, conversion to Christianity and now is um, converting hundreds and thousands of people um, over to Christianity. You took the words right out of my mind. Why are you, why, are you in my list, man? I'm just joking. <laughs> because that's exactly what I was going to ask about in about the next hour. But it's someone in the chat uh, I'm pulling up from my genre, and that is in Phoenix, Arizona. And um, he asked about that because he went to one of his uh, Sunday services. Kanye West went to one of his Sunday services, and he was saying that he got right with God. And he started to read the Bible and he started to read things that he never heard of because he is going to the University of Arizona. Um, and they teach them that there's no such thing as God. So what's you need to try to find something that's not existable. So he got he went to the church service. It was in L.A. And uh, him and a couple of his friends went to L.A. And they went to one of his services. And there you go. He became a born again Christian. Um, let me ask you guys this question here about that and tie into what Brother Casper just said. What do you think about that, what Kanye is doing? And can you elaborate, each one of you guys, uh, we'll start with Brother uh, Gary first. Um, I want you guys to elaborate on what you think about that. And is it good, bad, or what we need to do to try to help Kanye? Because I believe that he needs to be discipled a little bit more to get a little bit more firm into this word. So go ahead, uh, Brother Gary, and, and we'll go to either Brother Gary B. Ronald, then uh, uh, Brother John and Lawrence, then I was going to say Brother Casper. Okay, well, as, as some of you may know, and Cleveland knows, but some of you may not, I was in the music business for a lot of years. For 14 years, I was the manager of uh, D-Man's music contemporary jazz flautist, Dwayne Kerr, the funky flute man, who was also a member of Erica Badu's band. And... Um, I'd, I'd been in that environment, and I knew a young lady who gave, who knew I was a Christian, and she gave me Kanye West's first CD, and only, and she was a non-believer at the time and a lesbian, try, and she was on her, she was on the way to becoming a man. She's kind of changed her body around now, so she's got serious issues. But she gave me the CD, and she just said, "Tell me what you think of it." I had never heard of him. And I listened to it, and it was one of the most conflicting DVD, uh, CDs I ever heard because on one hand, he was trying to be a gangster, and on the other hand, he was professing the love of Jesus. And I said to her, this is a guy that's very confused, but I'm going to keep an eye on him his entire career because there is a seed planted there somewhere. And I've always watched him and always thought he had the ability, you know, that God, that God had a hand on his life in some way, shape, or form. This is a man I think, well, I'll tell you, I don't think, I know. We need to pray for him because he's always tried to have one foot in the world while reaching out for the kingdom. And as you know, 
you're going to end up with too much world in you to be used by God, or you're going to be have too much kingdom in you to really make it, you know, and, and, and be comfortable in the world. And I think he may be right now trying to make this crucial decision. And as everybody knows, I know this happened to me. When I made the profession of faith to Christ and got born again, the gates of hell came down. Every Satan threw everything at me. How dare you do this? I lost everything. My wife yeah. left. I lost my home. I lost my money. I lost everything I had. Now, God, that's where, I, that's where Jesus just took me, loved me, grabbed me, and built me back up in, in, in his way, in his shape, and in, in his manner. And that's my testimony. I think Kanye, he's going to get hit hard. He's going to get hit very hard here. And, and you're right. He needs discipleship. He needs true believers, true believers, to get around him and love him and, and, and show him the grace, mercy, and grace of God and give him, as everybody has said, it's about repentance. That's right. It's about repentance. I, it's about, well, it's about repentance. Think, uh, it's about edification. It's about justification, which leads to glorification. He may be on that process right now, but as you know, it's a step, and sometimes you hit that, that hurdle. And, and Satan's going to say, let's see if you can get over this one. And you can only do it with, if you have the Holy Spirit. So I pray, I pray that, that, that his conversion is real, and we've got to rally with this young man and, and, and help it mentor him just like we were mentored. All right, Brother Ronald. Right. I think we need to proceed with caution. I'm, I'm from old school. I remember when Elvis Cleaver claimed to be a Christian, and that didn't work out. Bobby uh, Dylan claimed to be a Christian. That didn't work out. When you get celebrities uh, who come out and you get a following, uh, you need to be cautious before you embrace it. And the scripture talks about putting a novice in a position of authority. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he's affecting a lot of people. And we should watch, we should pray, and uh, uh, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. The discipleship, who he's interacting mm -hmm. with, all mm -hmm. this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, because what will happen, young people will get their minds off Jesus and put it on Kanye. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But hope, I mean, you got Kanye, you got Brad Pitt, you got uh, uh, Sir Anthony, uh, the guy that played Hannibal. Uh, they're all coming out as Christians. There seems to be oh, Hopkins. something going right. on in Hollywood, whether it's a revival or just something that they're doing I don't know right, right but a lot of people right. are saying that they're accepting Christ well you got to be tested amen uh, and, and, and and so we need to pray but I'm not telling my congregation to endorse just wait when you uh, see a lot of people yeah. coming to Christ uh, that's yeah. exciting but uh, I used to work for youth for Christ we used to do these big menus folk come to Christ but it don't last right is it right. genuine? Right. Uh, nothing that uh, is more powerful than discipleship and prove a brother, uh, spirit bearing witness. Mm -hmm. I would hope that his testimony, and he doesn't have one right now. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 let's see what, 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 what's going on. That's my position. Amen. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Somebody talked about discipleship mm -hmm. and, and brothers around him. Uh, mm -hmm. Fine, but uh, we've been hoodwinked before, bamboozled. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> would hope that it's I just. Genuine. Well, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. I just I wanted to, to echo. Um, um, I was thinking of First Timothy, First Timothy three six, where 
um, it's indicated that uh, a new convert or an, a novice um, that they not be lifted up. Right. Um, there you go. Then they be filled with pride um, and fall into condemnation of the devil. Uh, I wish that uh, Kanye West would have men that I'm speaking to right now, elderly men around him, and that he should actually go through a period of just not being in the news, Amen. being mentored, being loved, being delivered, being comforted. Uh, a period, who knows, one, two, three years, however long it takes, right. until then, after that, and still after that, have good, solid men of the right, word right. around him. Now that Jesus being said, was called at 12. It took him 18 years. Moses was called at 40. It took him 40 years. Paul, 40 years. Paul, eight years after his conversion. You got to wait and see what God is doing. Amen. Right. Amen. But that being said, God's word will not go back to him void. Amen. So if Kanye is preaching the word of God and people respond and are truly uh, um, 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 confess their sins and, and repent it and become a Christian, that's good for them, you know. Mm -hmm. But the vessel, Kanye, the man himself, I, my opinion, based upon the Word of God in First Timothy, mm -hmm. he needs to sit down for a season right. and, and be, be mentored by strong, solid men of God. Absolutely. Can I step back in? Because sure. I want to throw one other thing in, like everybody to consider. And that's what, that was part of what I was saying, that because the question was about Kanye's soul and about whether he was a true believer. But there's a second question. The question is, could, is, is Kanye being used by God even if he's not a believer? Because, see, if Kanye West is capable of leading millions of his followers away from the Democratic plantation to stop this socialist overtake in the next presidential yeah. election... Whether yep. he turns out to be a real Christian or not, God has used, you know, Baal, mm -hmm. he's used, he's, he's, he's right, used right, right. people that weren't believers to serve a godly purpose. Yeah, and if this is the man that, that is going to take the arrows and take the slings and arrows and mm -hmm. get people like Candace Owens and Diamond and Silk and other people, he's bigger than they are. And people listen to him, and if he can get his followers whether he's saved or not, that are listening to his CDs, and he say, I'm voting this way, because a lot of people vote according, you know, in that age group, vote according to who their heroes or idols are. Their idol isn't Jesus Christ. Their idol may be Kanye West, and if Kanye West is not supporting the Democratic Party, and he's going to throw his support for Donald Trump and against socialism, right. that man could be being used, even if he falls by the wayside later. And, okay, yeah. brother, brother uh, Lars, yeah. I want to go ahead and yeah. Yeah, you know, um, um, I like I said, I'm uh, I'm new to this. I certainly appreciate the invite, and uh, and uh, I'm enjoying this conversation. I really am. Uh, I, I think it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's great for us, and it's uh, certainly great for me. Uh, um, I, you know, I um, I knew who Kanye was. You know, you know when he was doing this thing and uh, uh, gold digger and all that. You know, but Kanye kind of bipolar. Yep, you know he, he he you know what I'm saying right. I, you know yep. no diss to Kanye, but you know he kind of bipolar. I mean, he was on the Trump train for a minute, and all of a sudden he's talking about, well, they coming at me trying to make me say stuff I already want to say, you know. So he can so he can go back and forth. Mm -hmm. 
and next week he may be doing something else. Now, that being said, um, look, if he's bringing them in, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, 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 and fortunately for us, we serve a God who can use anybody, and God yeah. does not have any throwaways. Mm. He doesn't believe in it. He says in Second Peter 3 and 9, he says, His desire that none perish that all come to repentance. So God doesn't have any throwaways. While there's certainly scripture too, and someone referenced uh, that we should not hold, these, hold this guy up, mm-hmm. you know, as a paragon of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, telling all young folks, y'all need to follow Kanye. No, we're not going to do that. Right. We're not going to do that because we're, we're learned men. We're praying men, so we always understand. So I, I agree, and I echo probably what, um, what all of you have said, that we certainly need to pray for him. But at this point, I mean, it, um, 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 he's doing a couple of things at one time. You know, he is leading, like um, a brother said, he is leading millions away from the Democratic Party. Right. Because well, the, gospel, the, the gospel preaches against everything the Democratic Party has ever stood for since Amen. the inception. Right. This is deception. There is nothing. There is nothing about the Democratic Party that even speaks Christianity. They say nothing about God or any of the networks or any of their godless TV shows. Mm-hmm. So why people follow um, uh, that uh, stuff? And I come out and and I, and and I come out hard against. Now I'm on I'm on um, Facebook a lot, and I come out hard against them because of the fact that I know how dare you support this stuff when you know better. Right. So I I I, I appreciate um. Uh, I, I, I understand Kanye in his place, the way I understood Queen Esther in her place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For such a time as this, at a time where Kanye is hot, yeah. and he'll say, I'm going to have a revival in Nebraska in the middle of the summer. I want you all to come. They're going to flock. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. Well, That's a good yeah. thing. So uh, certainly, I'm, I'm certainly not going to hold him as a paragon of righteousness because we don't, we, like, like, we, like one of the brothers said, we don't, we don't have, to, he haven't had that testimony yet. So we can't say where he is or where he's not. But where he is, uh, uh, geometrically, uh, um, uh, on the map, we know where he's at. He says, I'm having, to, I'm having a revival over here. And if he wants, if he wants to do that, um, I think at this at this juncture, my my obligation, as well as ours, if I may, is is to continue to um pray for him and ask God to surround him with spiritual men. And we have a precedent. This is Gary, and we have a precedent for this. Look, in 2016, we're all on our knees. I know I was. I'm sure everybody else was. Lord, please deliver us, boy. After eight years of Barack Obama, you put all the oh, yeah. in, globalism, all this, Lord, please deliver us. If Amen. she gets in, she's going to name those churches <laughs> where we're finished. <laughs> Lord, please deliver us. Amen. Like when the people said, we want a leader, we want a leader, we want Saul, we want one of God said, here's a 13-year-old ruddy boy, he's going to be your king. They go, what? Him? Well, not <laughs> him.
hey, look, look who we have. He's not a perfect yeah, man. He's been somebody, so he's been somebody. Used by God. You can see it. This man, would be, this man would have holes in him now if it wasn't for the protection of God. Talk right, right, right. I, 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 I have all the time, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes we, need, we don't need to be we don't need to be put on defensive mm-hmm. defending President Trump when we say, oh, he's not a perfect man. I'm thinking, who is? Right. Thank you. <laughs> right. right. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like okay, guys. Uh, I got somebody in, on the line here. Uh, why is not Go ahead. I wanted to comment on that. The reason why, the reason why I asked the question, and I agree with um, everything that's been said, um, I definitely do not hold Kanye up as any saint or anybody we should be following, but I've been listening to his words since he made this conversion, and I have to say I like what he's saying, um, and I like what he's doing. Uh, He talks about the fact that it's not him, it's God. He said, look, I don't care if you like, I don't care if you buy any more of my records and stuff. I'm not trying to please you. I'm trying to please God. So he's saying the right thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if one or two people come to Christ because of him, I think it's a good thing. Now, Amen. he may not be a pastor. He may be an evangelist to where he's just bringing them to the party. It's right. going to be up to pastors and teachers and mentors yo, and but everybody they at the party, else. Though. Kind of, huh? well, exactly. Not the yo, but they're at the party, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, yeah you, you know gotta, what I'm saying? They're at the party. Yeah. You gotta well, it's still gonna, be concerned yeah. about the lifestyle. See, well, well yeah, thing, but it's gonna it's gonna be up to us to it's gonna be no, up to reach yeah. out to those young people to make sure that we bring them in properly and mentor them and teach them and pastor them in a way that's gonna be beneficial to the to the kingdom. Well here's the thing. He's building the bridge, so that bridge he's bringing unsaved young people God is using. Also right. They're coming to Christ, but you've got young people who are in Christ crossing the same bridge. They're going the other way. So you've got to be cautious. Uh, they're going the other way? That are solid in their faith. They're coming over, and I don't know what kind of lifestyle, what kind of music, what kind of stuff that he's going to be promoting two, two years from now. Now you can get well, okay, so you know, but at the same hold time, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Mm-hmm. Let me finish my thought. So I, I am not suggesting, by any stretch of imagination, I'm not going to send anybody to Kanye. Right. What I'm saying is that as he does his thing, we reach out to those young people and bring them in properly to the kingdom, and do the mentoring and do the teaching and everything else. Good. I'm just saying that for for such a time as this, um, I see a lot more movement. Amen. From Kanye, than I right. see, for example, from a T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Hold on, and right now, um, the enemy has sent his main cohort to Kanye to stop him from doing what he's doing, uh, which is uh, um, he's, Joe he's Osteen. Exactly. He's trying. He's oh, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, I, so obviously, oh, Kanye is a, is upsetting the enemy because enemy sent Joe Osteen to talk to Kanye. 
Okay, we okay. Can you tell us what Joel Osteen did? I told you, we got to pray for Kanye. Okay, that guy. Can you please tell us what Joel Osteen did so we all know what's going on? Okay, hold on. Hey, guys, let me go ahead and get somebody in here. Then we will talk about Joel Osteen because that's another part. And this person is a wise person here. Now, it's 954-531. I'm not going to put your number out there, but who just chime in? Speak your name and go ahead and speak your mind. We talk about Kanye and how he's bringing people to Christ. And um, go ahead, speak your mind about that. Okay, this is Paul uh, Igby, one of your Hi, friends Paul. on Gary Facebook. Here. Hey, Paul! Hey, Gary. Thanks for calling in. Paul, yeah. Paul's in the house now, huh? Paul's in the house. <laughs> hey. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, the whole we guys were discussing this, um, you know, the Kanye West, I call it, uh, latest and evangelical phenomenon. Um, my thoughts are we need to approach this with caution. And I Amen. think it's not only with Kanye West, but with any new convert. One of the things is, is that oftentimes in people, for example, and I know I'm broadening the discussion a little bit, but you see altar calls at a lot of different places and revivals and crusades and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people, they'll market themselves later on or they'll say, you know, 1,500 people came to Christ, or at this church service, 30 people gave, came to Christ, so on and so forth. But the truth is, we really don't know that for certain based on a prayer and whatnot, if God really did the saving work or not. I'm not saying that people don't get saved at altar calls. Right. I don't want that misconstrued. Right. I believe people do get saved. But the only evidence of that salvation is, is, is going to be the fruit. That's the only way we know. Because anybody, I can get on here right now and tell you, tell you all and tell the audience, hey, I'm a Christian. Right. You say, okay, you'll take me at my word. I'm not saying you'll say, no, you're you're not happy. But the only way you really know that is by my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always heard a pastor like uh, John MacArthur say, take a look at your life. (laughs) And in the thing with time and truth go hand in hand when it comes to any person. And see, Kanye, because of the vast amount of influence he has, Mm -hmm. it's that much more... um, under a microscope and and no mm-hmm. i don't because he is a new convert let's just accept the premise that he is saved mm-hmm. he should not and i and i know i'm gonna maybe step on some toes out there in the audience or wherever but he should not be preaching anywhere at this point i'm Amen. not saying he can't later on well said. you know have an audience and i say that because he he's not in a position to to do that he's a baby christian mm-hmm. you know he's just he's learning and whatnot, but, you know, and then places like the Joel Osteen Church, which is, I consider to be very seeker-friendly, and um, a few other, you know, places, it's like there's all sorts of susceptibility to some degree of of another of heresy. Amen. So I'm really concerned that he gets into a a Bible-believing church, he becomes a member, he becomes like a, a small fish in a big sea, and then over time, you know, as this platform increases, I'm not saying he can't do, you know, he he can't, like, do Facebook Live videos or do some, you know, things. But what, I just, I'm concerned about him evangelizing at this point. And I'm only saying that because of his, I, I really rather have people who go out and do these things who have matured in the faith. And I'm not just saying this against Kanye West. I'm saying this oh, with anybody on. who's a new convert. The Bible speaks to that. It says, don't let anybody, you know... Um, I'm paraphrasing the verse, but come into ministry 
who you know who are a new new convert. I think the Paul Apostle Paul deals with that in the sense to say that you know because there could be susceptibility to all sorts of things. I think everybody would agree with that. He should not be preaching. He really shouldn't. Thank you. No, whether he's safe, but he can't be used of God to try and get some people away from the Democrats. Okay, um, go ahead, well, brother. Yeah. Go ahead, brother. Somebody, please tell me what Joel Osteen did. We need to know this. Okay, right here. I'm about to go ahead and pull it up here just a second here about that. Just give me two okay. minutes. But I want to chime in. Because let me, go ahead, go ahead, brother Ronald. Yeah, because while you talk about that, I need to say this about Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. Do you know that he went to an LGBTQ pride function that was held oh, by yeah. Lady Gaga mm. back in June? Right. Did you guys know right. this? Yes, I did. And you know that yeah. Lady Gaga is friends with a woman named Marina Abramovic? Yep. And they do spirit cooking and mock oh, yeah, cannibalism? Yeah. yeah. Now tell me, if one of us, would one of us go to a, a, a concert knowing that the person who held the concert goes to this, these functions where they have these mock cannibalistic um, events? Nope. I don't think so. Right. So we have Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church, going to an LGBTQ function mm. in New York, held by Lady Gaga, who hangs out with people who pretend that they're eating people. Hello? Mm-hmm. Well, here's the hello. Uh, many years ago, mm. uh, maybe about 10 or 15 now, he was on with Larry King. And, and Larry asked him, is there any topic he doesn't preach about? And he said, yeah, one. Can anybody tell me what that topic is? I'll give you a hint. It's a three-letter word that begins with that. Sin. Sin. I don't preach about sin because I just want to help people and make people feel better about themselves. That's all you need to know. Well, anybody well, that, won't, that, if, that won't preach about yeah. sin, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's the end of that. Okay, I'll get this report That's here. Not even they got to give them the bad news before they get to the good news. Right, Paul. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Let me read this report here, because Dave. right now, I mean, hopelessly, everyone is 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 doomed under the law right now. Amen. No Christ. Amen. And if you go through Romans one through three, you realize that's the terrible news. There's some really bad situation for all of us who aren't aren't in Christ. But. And it's it, basically it's an indictment of of all humanity, all Jews, all Gentiles, everybody. There's no one escaped. There's no one righteous. And then it says not even one. And right. So really, it comes down to it's either perfection or punishment. So the only way you can get perfect is through Christ. Amen. Then, you know, the conversation is different. But for people, for him not to say, well, I only want to give people the good news. Well, how do they know what the, the lost condition they are in? Amen. By by ignoring all that. Otherwise, they think, well, I'm a good person. And it's like the Bible says there's no one good. You know, it's, it's a silly well, notion. But there are blessings in the process, too. <laughs> I mean, the Bible also said that he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's rewarded those that diligently seek him. So it's not always right. the people that got it right. It's the people that are trying to get it right. This is why yeah, I, 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 I kind of take the whole right. thing with uh, Kanye with a grain of salt, if you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the guy, mm-hmm. there's a pastor there and his wife. They were kind of working with Kanye, and he sounded mm-hmm. iffy on this. But this morning, I'm listening to Fox and Friends. He sounded a little iffy when it came to Kanye. He didn't want to answer that this guy is this guy for real. He didn't want to answer that, and I dig that. Mm-hmm. I dig that. But at the same time, yeah. um, um, you know, uh, I think Kanye is always seeking. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, but yeah. the Bible said that you know the prayers of a righteous man. 
the fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I, I think we will consider ourselves righteous men. So if we understand that this is a guy who, you know, he's like a big kid. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like a big kid. Yeah. He wants to do the right thing. It makes him feel good to do the right thing. So he's here again. He's trying to do the right thing. So I think it if, 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 uh, if he's trying, and, 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 he, and he may, like I said, he may, of course, you know, no one's going to, none of us here are certainly not holding Kanye up as a, as, as a perfect Christian, even an example of one, or even someone that should be preaching. Mm-hmm. But personally, I would rather have him on this side. Amen. Amen. Let me go you ahead and read this. I would rather have him on this side mm-hmm. leading people to a tent where they're actually talking about God as opposed to leading yeah. them to follow the Democratic Party because you got other crowds. You got other people that are saying a whole lot of stuff, but they're not pulling crowds like Kanye. Right. And then go ahead and read this here on this here. This is something from Faithfully Magazine, and they talk about where Joe Osteen came in. This is to say the source here is the source that was directly acknowledged that TMZ, now this is bad with TMZ, is uh, doing the report. He said Kanye and Joe speak. yeah. Yeah, but Kanye and Joe speak from time to time on the phone. And recently... As mm. two weeks ago, we told that Joel has visited Kanye to take a trip to Houston to experience his mega church, Lakewood, which you know, where 45,000 people show up to pray every week. The ser- Sunday service reached over 100 million homes in America and 10 of millions more around the world. Now it says, we're told that Joel genuinely likes Kanye and believes his life is rooted in faith and love. Now, I ain't saying anything Uh-oh. about Jesus Christ. And he said, during their conversation, they talk a lot about faith. And Joe Prowl, that Kanye has traversed his sometimes difficult journey and has come out believing in a higher power. Okay. Now, th- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say this here, right here, right now. And uh, because mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of people here who are <laughs> young adults is listening to the other network here. Kanye West need to come and, like you said, get real true disciples in his life for two reasons. You got, like you just said, the devil has sent the person to him to mess mess his mind up because it's his his some more stuff about this thing that that Kanye's messing with, and they tie into everyone who's been saying here. And that Osteen is not the only. I'm not calling him a Christian leader. But he just said that West has affiliate with previous reports has linked to Pastor Adam Taylor. Taylor passes the Presidential Baptist Church in Newark, California, and said that he has been discipling West in his newfound faith. Also, West and his wife, Kim Kardashian, has a wedding ceremony officiated by Pastor Rich Wickerson Jr. in 2014. It's so like you like all you guys say it. Kanye is all over the place. But here's the yeah. thing that I need to really chime in to get the young people said because I, I want to really reiterate some of the young people who do listen to Kanye and that new album, Jesus is King. Here it is. I want to put this out here and you guys could pick it back what I'm about to say here. Yes, he's getting you guys to understand that Christ is, that Jesus Christ is Lord. That is true. However, here's the bottom line. You still need someone to come and hold your hand through the process. You need to be discipling. 
because every time that you hear someone, I mean, I I see many kids. Look, I used to be that way years ago. All of us experienced that 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 uh crossroad. That once you you once you say you always say that's not true because if you were saved, you would not lead the faith. And it's not really faith; it's your lifestyle because your lifestyle integrates to what who Christ is. So if Christ is your Lord, He saved you. So this is the one, the things that the young people need to listen about is that Christ is Lord first before He saved you. Because if He He becomes the Lord when you repent and walk away from sin and you declare Him as your Lord, He will save you. That's guaranteed. However, people right. want to go to the salvation first before they get to the Savior, before they get to the Lord. You got to get to, right. they try to get to the salvation quicker without knowing why they got saved. That's why you got these false conversions coming from. So that's the, this, that's the problem that I see go. going on in the body of Christ now that we need to understand that Jesus is Lord. Remember, every knee shall bow and every time will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Bottom line, that's it. No questions asked. The thing is now is that we need to get people to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord before He save you. So that's the word that's we need. Good. So so that's what that's the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. If you go to Romans 10, 9, 10, people always confess this. That it says if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord you, and you believe that he has died and rose and, and ascended on the on side of the Father, you shall be saved. Now, paraphrasing, but the right. point is that we need to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord more than we try to uh, uh, figure out, okay, what else we need to do with this? So, yes, I'm glad that he's telling the truth about what's going on with the Democrat Party. I am glad that he is uh, doing that. But you seeing Joel Osteen, who's being indoctrinated, he's not even a man of God, but a false prophet or a false teacher, who is engorging himself with sinners, but he's not saved himself because I know he's not. Because if he did, if he was saved, why he was in that uh, uh, um, that uh, event with the LBGTQ people with uh, 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 what's that girl? That crazy girl? I can't even think. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call her crazy. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yes, she's crazy. But be immense with that. Um, mm -hmm. that tell you something, yeah. and they was proud, they were standing firm, and they had pictures, and you name it, and, and, and you sit, and, and people who go to this church, and 100 million listeners all over the world listen to this false teacher, something is wrong, and we need to really tell the young people, that's not the Bible. This is the Bible. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, who's who, who can, uh, brother Ron, yeah. go ahead then. Uh, uh, yeah, brother. When, I was a, when I was a kid, my parents took me to Monroe, Louisiana, where we saw John Osteen. Mm -hmm. John Osteen was a hell, fire, and brimstone preacher. John Osteen, yeah. he's the one that started Lake Word Church. He right. preached the yeah. word. Uh, I, I mean, I was. A, I remember as a kid, we were listening to John Osteen tapes on Real the Real. That's how old I am. I'm 62. <laughs> we were listening to John Osteen tapes back in the day. Mm -hmm. So to see how he, the son, has apostatized himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's just, wow. it's just really illustrates and, wow. and, 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 and and it accentuates how far the evangelical church has departed from the fundamental tenets of its faith. Amen. Word of God, yeah. the Bible. Well, I, 
you know, we're embracing conservative values, and you got to be careful there because Sean Hannell is no. I don't think he's saved. I don't think Tucker Carlson no, is saved. No, I don't think no. uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh is saved. They never preach Christ. No, but they those values. So our enemy obviously is is Satan, and pulling people to to the cross as a byproduct of that. They should get away from the, the Democratic Party, but but just because they're coming from right. the Democratic Party, uh, uh, it, it, they got to come to Christ. It's not enough to moralize people. We right. have to get them. Well, it's Christ. not. I mean, it's, I'm not it's, opposed it's to moralizing not things. It's it's be, it's good, but on a human level. But at the same time, if you're doing it without Christ, it's it's. It's, what is it, That's what I'm right? saying. We it's need to get Sean right? Hanley saved. We need to get Tucker Carlson exactly. saved. <laughs> Them brothers would be on. You know, I heard one pastor say, what's the difference when a police officer dies and a prostitute dies if they both don't know Christ? Right. <laughs> you know, you might say, you know, or, or whatever. <laughs> think, of the, think of our mo- a moral person in our society today. Amen. You know, what's the difference between Sean Hannity then and someone like Lady Gaga? Right. If they both don't know Christ, they're going outside of Christ. Outside of Christ. Exactly. And, you know, uh, this really uh, chimes in. I'm glad you guys are really, we all in in, in a one accord with this because it goes into this another uh, part that I wanted to talk about, and that is that Christianity to, you know, conservatism to Christianity, but mainly about Christianity, period. We got so many people who claim to be conservatives, and you guys are so on the money here on the fact that, yeah, so many people in the conservative movement and inside the conservative realms are saying all these things, mm-hmm. talk about the moral ground, things like that, but they're not really sure. instinctively insting- about Christ. And as believers, no, we need to really come into grips because it's a lot of younger people. And I I kid you not, so many of them has been asking me, even on this chat line, um, how is you guys say that you are believers and you guys seem like you're all over the place when it comes to the things that you stand for? And they write because if you take the time to look at it, it does seem like we're all over the place. But this is where I want you guys to chime in and we'll start with Gary, then Ronald, then John, then Lawrence, then Brother Casper, then uh, Brother Paul. And I want you guys to talk about this one thing I'm about to ask here. What is the difference? between Christian, um, being a Christian and being conservative. And if that uh-uh. is it, what is the interchange into that? Because it got so many, so many people out here claiming that I believe about, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro-life, but you, your soul is about to be damned to hell. So I want you guys to chime mm-hmm. into this. I want, start with, I want to go and start with Brother Gary first, and we're going to go down Brother Gary, then Brother Ronald, then Brother John, then Brother Lawrence, then Brother Casper, then Brother Paul. Go ahead, Brother Gary. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, just one second. I um, I actually have to actually have to go to bed. Okay, go ahead. I uh, I I, well, go, I, I, go, I work go early. Uh, thank first. you, brothers, for your for your for your time. Right. Answer the question. You can go. Go ahead, go go ahead, go ahead, uh, Brother Lawrence. Go ahead before you uh, you go ahead and get off here. No, no. That, that that actually wasn't the reason why I was saying that because I was I was just gonna go ahead and let y'all go ahead and go ahead and go on the go on the, go on the roll. Uh, you know, I, uh, um, I, I think that uh, uh, it's, a, it's a place to start. You know, it's certainly not the defining role, and I'm not going to say that, 
you know. Now, Tucker Carlson says he's a Christian. Said a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Now, now, whether he is or not, I don't know. I don't know Tucker Carlson like that. Mm-hmm. But he says he is. Sean Handy has not made a claim that I know of, Rush Limbaugh, those other guys. But it's a place to start. Uh, you know, when, when you are, if you are a conservative and understanding where you're, you know, uh, a place to start at. And unfortunately, you know, we're, we're, we don't have a whole lot to choose from otherwise than conservative and li- conservative conservatives are the left because liberal, most liberals are leftists now. Mm-hmm. So we could certainly, you know, so, I mean, if they're not on the liberal side, then uh, being a conservative has something to work with. Not that that means that they're good where they're at, because they're going to hell. Right. They're still going to hell. But um, it's a place to start, and it's a place to have a conversation, whereas if you're on the left, you can have the conversation, because you may go to church, but you have no desire to serve God, because your agenda from the gate mm-hmm. is already saying, I don't care nothing about abortion, and I don't care nothing about, uh, I, I'm, I'm good with LGBT marriage and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's a place to start. Um, but I'll be sure to chime in uh, on the next invite. God bless you, brothers. Appreciate you. No problem. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Lars. Thank you. Have a good night. Yeah. All right. Go in ahead. Go ahead in, reference, in, in reference to your question, uh, a Christian is a follower of Jesus Christ. A Christian is somebody who accepts Jesus, who first off has understood that your sin, my sin, separates me from God. As Paul said, we're born into it. We're born in sin. If you don't think you are, just look at your little children when they're a year and a half old, that little cute little child that you've taught nothing wrong, and the day that you tell them don't touch something and they go, no, where did that come from? Or you're like, don't, don't, don't poke his eye out. Don't, 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 don't take the stick away. Play, share. Why do you have to teach them how to do right? We're born in sin. So Jesus Christ paid the bondage paid the price for sin that we can't pay on the cross. He died, suffered, died, rose on the third day like he said he would. He paid the price. How do we know it's Jesus? Because only God can raise somebody from the dead. Muhammad, Confucius, Buddha, Joseph, uh, Smith, you know, uh, Mormons, Charles Tate, Russell, Jehovah's Witness, Gandhi, everybody's in the grave. Brahman, everybody's in the grave. Jesus Christ, that's the proof. The resurrection of Christ is the proof that he is the Messiah, okay? So, the accepting of Jesus Christ as not only Savior, but Lord, meaning giving him your life, allowing him to come on the inside of you and live his sinless life through you. Now, you're not going to be sinless because we have our flesh, and we have our sin patterns, and that's why we have to go back in the ground. The body goes in the ground. You'll get a new body when you go to heaven. It, it'll, it'll be free from sin. It'll never age. It'll be a glorious day. But in the meantime, we are going to have this flesh-spirit battle within us. That lets you If there's not a battle within you, that means the Holy Spirit isn't in there. Because before, you just do stuff, and you just do things. It didn't matter what's good or bad. You just did what you wanted. Now, if you want to do something that's against God, your conscience is, you, you have to fight your conscience. You've got to fight the conscience of the Spirit of the Lord in you to do it. This is salvation. You must be born again. It has to come from the inside. You can't live the Christian life without it. You, 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 can't, you, you can't possibly live the life that Jesus lived on this earth without it because you, you can't stand up for him. 
You can't stand up against the forces of evil. You can't overcome the world. You can't overcome your own flesh or the devil if you aren't truly born again. If you are, now you will start to see life through Jesus' eyes. And Jesus broke all the bonds of sin, all of them. This country was birthed, founding fathers, this nation was birthed on Judeo-Christian principles in which God, family, country, constitution. Once you see things from God's eyes, now that leads you into conservatism, which is what I just said, the love of God, family, and that's the nuclear family as God sees it, God, father, mother, children. Country, America, that was birthed under Judeo-Christian principles and the Constitution that gives us freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms against a tyrannical government, and all the freedoms that come from Jesus Christ are in that Constitution to protect us. Once you become saved, conservatism now for you becomes to, you know, where before you may have been for everything, now you're going to be looking at small government, free enterprise, family values, and Bible-based morality. And that's where it would take you. And that's the difference. You can be Christian, and Christian should make you conservative. It should actually make you more conservative than an unsaved person. Because an unsaved person can be conservative, but he won't see or she won't be able to see things from God's eye to really go as far as God takes conservatism. And you may actually do things of a conservative nature, but it won't be through the spirit led by God. It will be because it just seems right to you. And I do want to defend, to a, to a, to a degree, the likes of, of, of Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, um, Laura Ingham, all of them, Rush Limbaugh, because there, there, there's a difference between being saved and being a Christian and being secular and in the world, living in the world, and on worldly secular TV shows and putting forth a good conservative point of view. They put a good conservative point of view out there, most of them, some more than others, and they have a role and a purpose, and it's secular, and it, it helps a lot of people. Rush Limbaugh has led a lot of people. You know, he's done a great job in particular, especially starting in the 90s up through now, because if it wasn't for him, this country could possibly be gone because he, for a long time, was the only verse, vo- voice of conservative principles, and sometimes it takes one to know one, which means that secular people can reach other secular people. We have the ability to the Spirit, of reaching believers. If you notice, sometimes when we try and talk to non-believers about conservatism and we're coming from a Bible point of view, it, 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 it goes over their head or it doesn't hit them because they're not of the Spirit. So there is a role and, a, and, a, and a, I would say a divine purpose where God will use people who constitutionally are, are right even if they're not born again. All right. Brother Ronald, go ahead. Wow, I don't know how I can follow that. That's very well stated. Um, probably Sorry, what Ronald, I, could... I, I thought I left enough room for, for you, because I, you, I know you have a whole arsenal over there. Yeah. Well, I was thinking while I was listening to Gary that my faith, my belief in Jesus Christ, is what controls me in all areas of my life. And um, I believe that my conservatism and the conservatism of other Christians is an outgrowth of our Christianity. 
Amen. Um, and people have cited Rush and, and Laura and Tucker and um, I can't think of the other guy. Um, John Hannity, among others. Thank you. Yeah, they have expressed and articulated some faith in them. They may not be like Ron Owens. They may not be like Gary. They may not be like Cleve and, and so forth. And, and just say, hey, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But they have uh, um, intimated, insinuated that they have belief, that they believe in God, you know, um, whether it be Catholicism or Protestantism or whatever. And we can, we can debate about the, um, the contradictions of, 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 of the nominationalism, but there's some there there with, with each of these four people. Amen. And it, it comes out when it comes to, to specifically about abortion. And so it's, so I, I just believe that our Christianity is an outgrowth, that our conservatism is an outgrowth of, of, of Christianity, that you cannot. I don't see how anybody can call themselves a believer in Jesus Christ and that it's all right to kill, to, to, to pull, to dismember to chemically burn, dismember, and vacuum, and also sell the body parts of an unborn child. How can you say that you are a believer in Jesus Christ and be for that? How can you say that, hey, I want to, uh, yo, I may not be able, I may not agree with the democratic position on, on, uh, on abortion or women's right to choose, but uh, I'm voting for a Democrat because of, 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 of the economy or because of the welfare state. Well, so are you, are you going to sacrifice unborn children just to make yourself financially better? How can you, as a Christian, believe in that? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so my, my thing is, is that, yeah, my conservatism, our conservatism is rooted because of Christianity, because of our belief in Jesus Christ, because um, of, of loving our neighbor. Um, it's not about, you know, um, voting to make me rich or to make me feel good by taking somebody else's money and giving it to somebody else who doesn't work as hard. Or, for example, um, um, saying to people, um, you know, you can just, you, you just cut in line and you can just basically um, uh, send your child to school. Um, you can do this all on, on, on taxpayers' expense. That's not, that's not Christianity. That's not... That's not conservatism. So that's that's my that's my. Can I just can I just piggyback one thing because Ronald went big on abortion. I wanna I wanna say one thing, and this will should nail this to the wall for anybody who supports Democratic Party candidates and and, and considers yourself a Christian. I had an abortion. I had more than one with the same woman when I was in college. And I didn't necessarily see anything particularly wrong with it at that point. When I became a believer and realized that in the garden, God had two covenants with mankind, the sanctity of life to be between one man, uh, uh, the sanctity of life that you can't take it when Cain murdered Abel, his brother, Mm -hmm. and the sanctity of marriage to be between one man and one woman and the two shall become one flesh, and on that, everything lasts of, of life. And that's why Satan always goes after life, and he goes after the family structure, because he knows if he can break those down, he's got you. When I realized what a heinous crime I had committed against God 
when I became saved, I got on my knees and I begged him to forgive me. I begged his mm. forgiveness. And I know I'm forgiven. Mm. Now mm-hmm. if I'm forgiven, how can I now go and vote in favor of people who want to make the very thing I asked God to forgive me from legal? I voted mm-hmm. before for these Democrats, and now I've asked him to forgive me for these abortions, which he has. That nullifies my repentance if I go vote, because it's literally impossible to truly repent of something and not care about its effect in any form, which includes the, the land. You, mm-hmm. I can't regret an action and then support a system that promotes it. That only shows God I never really repented to begin up, begin with, just trying to fool him to avoid his justice. Uh, you, you, you can't do that. So think about Gary, that. You're, Gary, you're, what you just said really brought me to tears. And I want to say this. If there's a woman out there, if there's a man out there who has gone through this uh, abortion, we serve a God who forgives. Amen. We serve a God who reconciles. So I just want, you know, people, if, if you've gone through that and you're a believer and you've confessed and you've repented, there is therefore now no condemnation. Amen. No condemnation. Amen. And when I heard, Gary, your voice, it brought me to tears because <laughs> we have abortion because we, we men collectively, we have not been men. Amen. We have not withheld ourselves and, and had sex outside of marriage. We have not taught boys how to be men. We have not taught purity, sexual purity, abstinence. We, ne- we have not loved a sister who, who has had an abortion. We have not, you know, there's so much things that we could do as men, the strength of men mm-hmm. to speak up against this. Amen. I wish that John, the, the, I wish that Joe Olsteins of the world and all these other mega pastors would be um, um, uh, vocal, Amen. repentant, Amen. And, 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 and addressing this issue. But what I heard from your, your voice, uh, uh, Gary, really touched my heart, and I'm sure it touched the hearts of many other listeners, that there is, there is forgiveness after confession, and then there's repentance. And then there's no condemnation, and 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 you're a man who is 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 who is living after God and pursuing God, and you're trying to influence others because of the things that's happened in your past. But that's all under the blood. It is, that's but all you under see, the blood. but but you you wash you walk through the blood and nullify your repentance if you now vote to keep it legal. I'll, I'll take it one step higher. If God. If God has delivered anybody within the sound of my voice from homosexuality or lesbianism, and the blood of Christ has cleansed you and washed you and you belong to Jesus Christ, you can't now vote to support same-sex marriage. Amen. You can't do that and belong to no. Christ. You, if you've asked God to forgive you of an abortion, you can't now vote to make it legal with people that now want to take it to infanticide. You, yeah. it, it, you, that, you can't do that and belong to Christ. Amen. The, the devil is the devil. Oh, Same the devil. He, he's, got, he's got you blinded, and he's got you fooled. Ask God, come to the cross. Get on your knees. Mm. Come to the cross. Ask God for repentance yeah. right now. He will forgive you and cleanse you, cleanse you of all unrighteousness. If you only ask and truly mean it, he'll put his arms around you, love you the way he did me. All right. 
Brother John, go ahead. Mm. Amen. We'll we'll get to uh, Eddie here in a little bit. Go ahead, Brother John. That that was awesome. But uh, you know, I debate pastors every day. Uh, uh, I have forums, and I know pastors who are saved and still will support the Democratic Party. Uh, I don't think it's a guideline whether you if you're conservative that means you save. Uh, I think the qualifications for salvation is the deity of Christ, death, burial, resurrection, second coming. Uh, uh, and a byproduct of that, you move towards uh, spiritual maturity and you stand for righteousness, whether that's child sacrifice or uh, yeah. same-sex yes. marriage a whole bit. But that's... I know people who are not conservative and who are saved. I dialogue with them on a daily basis. And so, uh, uh, for I would I, I would say if you're not conservative, you're not saved. Uh, no, I, I don't think anybody. That, I don't think that. that's what qualifies you. Absolutely, you got. Uh, I want to know more about your experience with Christ. Amen. Do you believe that Jesus is divine, second person of, the, of the, what we call Trinity? Do you believe in the resurrection? These are the things that qualify for salvation. Does and, the Holy Spirit uh, dwell uh, in you? Because? <laughs> okay. Does but, uh, the Holy Spirit dwell in you? All right. Are you born again? Are you born again? You're born yes. again. Now, that's, you can be born normal. again and still vote for the Democratic Party. You can be born again and still support the platform of the Democratic Party. No, you I cannot. Do. Um, now, well, and I don't question their salvation. That's just like saying, well, yeah, hey, David uh, committed adultery, murder. Uh, he can't he be repented. Saved. He repented. See, well, they're not repenting, Pastor Denson. They're going to take that to the grave. That's, that's, well, I believe in eternal security. I believe in the preservation of saints. I believe that once you say John 15 say, talks about God abiding in us. And if yeah. God abides in us, we're not going to be friends with the world. Okay, the bottom line. I would is agree I'm with gonna... all of that. But the qualifications for salvation is an abortion. The qualifications for salvation is a same-sex marriage. That's not qualified. Not, that's Absolutely. not qualified. Right. That's a red flag. It's a part of the litmus test. Uh, if you support abortion, you support same-sex marriage. You 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 anti-Israel. That's a red flag. But that, that but, means you ain't saved. Uh, well, I know yeah. this is Gary. I, I don't want to stand before God and 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 have to explain that to him. <laughs> Believe me. That's right. I, I'm me not, either. Not the kids. Me no either. way. And yeah. Okay, now um, let's do this here. Let's uh, let Brother Casper chime in. I know he got his phone mute. He's enjoyed this thing like, like, like uh, sausage. <laughs> I'm just calling. I hear a female voice. Who, yeah, this is E. I heard a lady. She was right on the money. Who do we e. have? Uh, Clarice. Clarice. Oh, hi, Clarice. Gary Benford here. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Go sure. Ahead. I'm sorry. I'm late. No problem. Well, you're, you're, I, never, I, you're right on time. Well, go ahead. Let the lady go first. Too... Go ahead, Miss uh, Miss uh, Miss Clarice. Go ahead. Go first, Miss Egan. Go ahead. Well, I, it's it's just that I I take exception um, with anyone, and I say anyone who can take the stance that 
you know, we can be Christians and be pro-abortion. Right. When it entirely goes against God's word. Now, we can say we are Christians, we're, there's that cardinal Christian, but believe me, when the Spirit hits us, when the light and the word of God becomes ingrained in us, we're not going to have any part of the darkness that exists in this world. We're not going to have any part of the Democratic Party and the ungodliness that they put in. Now, you know, once you say, uh, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, okay, a lot of people say, well, you're saved. Okay, Um, I'm not uh, a a pastor, and I'm not really that versed in the Bible, but you cannot believe me that, make me believe that it's as simple as that. What about that walk through the world when Jesus comes? And as I think Gary said or someone just said, I don't want to face God and tell him. Yeah. Amen. The things that I believe. You know, um, pardon me? I think you're talking about sanctification. Everybody, when it comes to Christ, they don't leave everything at the altar. You've got to give people a room to grow and mature. Exactly. Uh, Exactly, I totally agree. Saved and didn't know that Jesus was divine, but it takes them a time to get there. So exactly, uh, and it's a lifelong journey. I do. I personally, there's no way I can support the Democratic Party or anybody that supports abortion or or the big free. But I know people. I don't question their salvation. People are like us with and interact with, but still support the Democratic Party. That's you don't have to question. You don't have to question their salvation. You really don't. You can just their their actions speak for themselves. They what they yeah, say I, and what they well, profess speak uh, for a, themselves. A let me give you a fact. White evangelicals supported Trump and this administration based on those big three. Blacks, the black church, still voted Democratic Party, and they are conservative, but they voted Democratic Party. What, you I think they can be, wait, 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 back up. I, I don't understand how we can be considered conservative. Maybe I've, I've missed the first I'm hour or so. I'm talking about theologically conservative, but they support. This is a fact. This is the thing that we're combating. We're trying to change pastors' hearts on abortion. On, on same-sex marriage. Uh, but if you're attacking them, say, well, you can't be saved because you, you support that. We've got, we got, we got a serious problem here. You can't change people uh, by punishing them. You have to love them. You have to reason with them. You have to sit down and go through a process. But and you I, have to tell them the truth. Don't I, forget yeah. the truth. And, and you have to point out in the Word black, of God. The black Christian community voted against pro-life, pro-Israel, and they voted against uh, the sanctity of marriage. Pastor That's Jensen, just where I we are. To stop you right there. This is Gary. There's no such thing as the black Christian community. You're either born <laughs> again and you're not, or you're not. You're born okay. out of race, gender, and class. Those are the tools right. of the devil. There's no such thing as a black Christian. You're born well, again. So you're, you're out. That, you're, you, Jesus freed you from the sin of your race your gender and your class. You're yes. born again. My bro- brothers and sisters are not black or white. They're blood-bought people, and they're the only ones. Okay. Galatians 3.28. Well, that's just, that's just, just to say, 
I, I wanted to interject uh, when I said earlier, how can you call yourself a Christian and vote for Democrats? I didn't say that you were or were not. I don't know. Yeah. All I rhetorically ask is, how can you call yourself a Christian and vote for Democrat? And then the point I wanted to make is Proverbs sixteen nineteen: These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. He hates a proud look. He hates a lying tongue. He hates mm. hands that shed innocent blood. Exactly. So if you're a Christian and you believe in abortion or still uh, you're a Christian and you and, and you have an abortion, and you're a Christian, according to Proverbs six sixteen, God hates you. The, I, I think you're missing the point. I didn't say that they believed that. I said they supported the Democratic Party, and the Democratic platform is what we all are against. They right, still right. supported the Democrats. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't believe in abortion, but they still supported the Democrat Party. Okay, yeah, can, can Wait, I interject? Let me ask Pastor Vincent a question. I don't understand, Pastor Vincent, this thing. The Democratic Party, and they know this, are responsible for taking God out of our schools. They're responsible yes. for taking God out of our workplace. Yes. They're responsible for taking God out of our government. And yes. they just went to court, and the Supreme Court wouldn't listen to the yes. case to getting God we trust taken off of our money. How much more do they need to see? What is wrong with hey, this? Hey, look, I was at Aretha Franklin's funeral. <laughs> I was at John, uh, John Connors' funeral. You had at least 35 pastors, prominent pastors. They all support the Democratic Party, every one of them. Why? Uh, 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 Why? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's because they ain't saved. I think they're in bed. They hold the okay. Democrats. They, well, they, yeah, but... are, they are resisting what they know to be the truth. They're holding it down, and there's, there's all kind of political well, What about standing firm on God's word? Well, what if, what if a weirdo, wait, I'm not see, there's about a difference. Wait a minute. Okay, I know you're not, and I don't mean to, to suggest that you are, but there is a disconnect when you can know the Word of God, but yet you do the opposite, or you align yourself with people or policies that go against this God. Where, where is it? I mean, and, it, and there's nothing. Absolutely nothing I, that justifies with that. I, and I, I just need somebody to tell me and help me to I, understand. That's what I deal with. Every week I hold a form. <laughs> every week I'm dealing with pastors. And mm -hmm. I, I'm making the same arguments that you folk making, but I'm not mm -hmm. questioning their salvation. I don't say but to them, I, if, you, I'd like to interject if you vote Democrat, you ain't saved. Okay, okay, Paul, go ahead. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. first of all, my take is, and I realize it's interpretive, you know, in terms of like when you have, I'll just say professing Christians, and maybe they are Christians, um, voting Democrat. Right. Mm -hmm. I think at the very least, they're being disobedient to the word. I think yeah, that I agree. cannot I be agree. argued. Yeah. 100%. Now, yeah. as for their salvation, I gotta, I gotta jump I, up I'm, I'm a little murky on that. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. People need to have their, as they grow in Christ, they need to be biblically informed. Yes. Okay? And your conscience. 
becomes more biblically important because a lot of times when people first get saved, especially you know as baby Christians, they don't obviously they don't know a lot of things biblically right. or spiritually. Many of them don't. Not all Christians, but I'm talking baby Christians now. But then as they grow in the knowledge of the word, you know, and what God commands of us, what we're to do, what we're not to do, then you really, when you go into that voting booth, you ought to say, okay, now that my conscience has been biblically informed, I can't support, even though I'm not the one actually committing the abortion per se or supporting abortion personally. However, if I pull that lever for a candidate who endorses murder, it's almost like you're being you're condoning it. You're mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. somewhat indirectly complicit in that. Whether you're making so therefore and therefore yeah, that, 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 that should second. be a violation yep. of your conscience and you'll have to answer to God for that. I'm not uh, saying okay, that. Bro, hey, bro, going okay, guys, hold that second. is a problem. Oh, okay. Okay, so then you gave Brother Casper in. Go ahead, Brother Casper. Yeah. I'm sorry, I've got to, um, I got to drop off the call. I just wanted to address a couple yeah. quick things when it comes to politics. So most black pastors have replaced their Christianity with the political party. In other words, right. they are Democrat pastors. They're not Christian pastors anymore. Right. They're Democrat pastors. Now, this happens also with Republicans. Uh, thank you. Because they will... They will overlook a lot of stuff if it's a conservative person that's committing sin as well. So Republicans do it as well, but but it's really prominent on the Democrat side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. until until we become Christians first, and mm-hmm. then conservative, and yeah. then Republican, and then Democrat, whatever, um, it's always going to be that way. So you know that's what's happening right now. I did I did a presentation in front of some black pastors, and I found out that they were all Democrat pastors, because I was talking about helping their children, inner city children, have a better life, and they were asking me about the the um, children being caged at the border. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm talking about helping your children first. Yeah. And then we can worry about the kids being caged at the border when it's only like ten of them, and, you know, and kids at the border uh, uh, um, in the inner city are suffering. Mm-hmm. But they can't mm-hmm. pass their new religion of the Democrat Party, and that's what it's turned into. Right. And do you know what is at, that new, at the root of that new religion? What's that? Go the, ahead. At the root of, the, of that new religion is those faith-based dollars that mm. Beto said he would take away from churches Ta- if them. they did not. Mm-hmm. So that taxes yeah. them. Once you put the money in there, those preachers are going to change their Tune. Once you I start disagree. funding, I a little bit. I disagree a little bit because the black churches have zero problem inject uh, interjecting politics from the pulpit. Zero problem. The only, right. scared, the only ones that are scared are the conservative pastors. Yeah. But the black pastors bring in the politicians. Uh, they bring oh, them up yeah. to the front 
and let them preach from the from the pulpit. Yeah, that's exactly that. right, but that's because and of, of the funding. Sunday, but they bring in them Democrat candidates. Yep, let, that's right. Let me go ahead and inject this. I'm going to inject this couple things, Dan. Then we're going to have to close this for a separate several things there. I'm gonna, I want each one of you guys to say something with this closing, but let me go ahead and make this interjection here. Now, here's the interjection that needs to be said. Yes, they are, all, all you guys saying is true, but here's the base truth on all of this here. If you really look at this, and uh, um, Pastor Don, uh, Donson, was, uh, Donson made a good point, and he is true, and y'all got, and also Brother uh, Casper did as well, but this is the bottom line with all this. Is they now a lot of people said that if they are saved, if this here, everything else, you go by the fruit, you go by the fruit of all of them. And if the fruit shows that they are not proclaiming Christ on any level, no matter what you look at, then nine times out of ten, these are the people that we are talking against. Because if you look at it, these are the ones that are proclaiming. I'm gonna give you one example, I'm gonna put his name out here. I don't care what people will get mad, cry, whatever. Jamal Bryant. And I'm gonna say this. Oh to, Lord! Yeah, I'm gonna say mm. this, and I'll put. Nope. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a believer. I'll, he is not, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why he's not a believer. If you look at his nope. track record, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Thank I'm you. Sorry, yep. he is. He is. <laughs> but wow. you, I don't know him, but Clarice, I I trust your judgment. Oh, Clarice is well, right. Well, I live in the community. I I live in the community in which he was a pastor. Yeah, know him well. I live in Baltimore County mm -hmm. and right around the corner from his church in Baltimore City and yeah because see now he's like a, I said <laughs> yeah you're right and you see this is the point if you could go around because remember what happened to that boy and his um what happened to uh is a young man his brother got killed and the police officer asked uh he did she did ask didn't kill him but in Texas they did prosecute her for second uh for first degree murder of you know because she did kill this guy you know, he was at the wrong apartment everything else. But the thing is, what he did was he went and he went in, in the act of God and hugged her and forgave her. You see? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was, yeah, that, we, we all saw that. Okay, okay, yeah. But look at what he did. Look at what, you see, I want to tell you, several pastors, so-called pastors, jumped on board and went against this, uh, this young man. Absolutely. And he was one of them. And he said this, we should not be pandering the, uh, this woman mm. for what she did to this, this young man. He's not coming back in anything else. You know, yeah, he did was an actor, but, he, but why would he do something like that and say that um, we need to um, forgive them? They want us black folks to forgive the white folks quicker than anything. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up Jesus here. He said, said that. Jesus was on the cross forgiving. Right. And see, but, you know, I mean, I see, and this is what I'm saying about our biblical understanding, mm -hmm. our biblical view, and the and the disconnect with the worldview. How the worldview has just totally usurped what God has said. Yeah, exactly. And people, I, and it and it just baffles me. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> You and I the same boat. I'm telling you, these pastors are biblically literate. They're theologians. They they but they still support the Democratic Party. Now that's the question. Why do they do that? Well, because I'm gonna why? tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna answer this because I'm gonna tell you why. 
I'm gonna tell you the main reason why they you know, did it. You know the reason, Cleveland. Yeah, I know you the know I know the main reason because they dead. Why? They don't have mm -hmm. God in them. They dead. They are dead inside because God is not in them. Because I'm gonna tell you why. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of people probably said, "Well, how you said that?" Well, here he is. If you know for a fact that all the sins that you have done before you said you believe in God, and you said He He washed the sins away in your life, why would you want to go on and keep on rehearsing the same sins that in God's eyes? And a lot of people say, what do you mean by rehearsing the same sins? Everything from abortion, same-sex marriage, or anything like that, to God is sin. No matter how much you look at mm -hmm. it, even lying is sin. Okay. Even Brother Ronald said the, set, the seven things that God detests, and, and and all of these things is is proof that sin is sin. No matter how much you look at it, anything that's against God, no matter how much you look at it, it's sin. Mm -hmm. So if you have people who still continue not take up their cross daily and not walk their salvation out, what they are doing. Uh -huh. They, they are Pastor still Jensen, you took away their safety net. You you actually, I don't know if you realized that you took away their safety I net. Tell you what, no, you, that bottom line is, uh, I, I talked to a Catholic priest the other night, and he said, you know, I've heard every sin confessed but gluttony. So I see people overweight, disease, where are they going? Yeah, but here's my point. Here's the point I meant about their safety net. You said they're theologians, and they know the word, and they preach yes. the word. Mm -hmm. Remember how Jesus told the Pharisees, because right. you say you see, right. you are blind. You, would, you wouldn't be blind, but right, because right. you say you see, your sin is mm -hmm. still upon you. Because mm -hmm. you're saying, and they're saying they're theologians, and they know the word of God, and this is what they come up with, their sin is still upon them. See, the problem and is, that if is you arrogant. are really somebody that belongs to God, why wouldn't you be honoring the Father? Amen. Wouldn't That's you exactly naturally, right. you've got to ask Amen. the question, if somebody really belongs to God, start, you start with, if you're really saved and work your way back, you don't end up with this. Amen. I think you're talking sinless perfection. Everybody sins and falls short of the glory of God. Everybody. I'm talking about, though. Everybody does. We all and there's things going on in my life that, that I'm still wrestling with, been wrestling with for 45 years. Uh, but it's certainly not abortion or, or same-sex marriage or Every time they pull that lever, they're showing you who they serve. Right. I just sent you my thesis on Christians and voting. I hope you read it and let me know what you think. See, every time they pull that lever, they're pulling that lever against God because they're pulling that lever knowing that that party booed God in Charlotte in 2012, uh, well, the answers that I get there's the Republicans are racist, and the priority for, for them is so-called racism that takes a precedent over abortion and other but kinds of But wait a minute, things. listen to what you just said. I tell you what they say. Pastor Jensen, I have a question for you. When somebody tells me the Republicans are racist, I said, against who? And they go, black people. And I say, well, what about against Christ? What are you telling me about black people? Who cares about black people? We're Christians. You're supposed to be a pastor. You're supposed to be caring about the body of Christ. That's not black people or white well, people. That's born-again people. I just think you need to be cautious. Because a person uh, votes Democrat, that don't mean they ain't saved. That's all I'm saying. Uh, 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 and, mm -hmm. I, and I have friends who I fellowship with and interact with 
and do evangelism together. Well, they well you know, you're, I, Pastor, so I, I, don't, I, I think you're I'm right. Not, I think I you're right just that. because a person um, uh, votes Democrat does not mean they are, um, aren't saved. That's all I see. You know, That's all I, I mean, see. And, and what I'm saying, and, and what you said before that was that we all fall short, okay? Now, we I didn't all say that. Uh, the Bible says that. I well, the say. Bible says that. Okay, the Bible says that, and that's the absolute truth. And yeah. just as you said, the Bible said it, you know, the Bible has said a lot of things. And when we go to church, well, how, many churches, how many churches are, pardon me? Could you fall short on abortion? Did I fall short on abortion? Could anybody, could they fall it, short on abortion? It's a sin. Bottom line, it's a sin. I, that I, I know. I know. But they're all sins. So if you could fall short on one, perhaps you could fall short on the other. But let me, uh, let me, let me iterate this. I I'm, the mindset. But, what, but you know what? What you're talking about, too, is a lifestyle. Yeah, this you know, is a, when this we is talk a, about being, right. you're talking about a lifestyle. You know, I can, you know, I can have the sin of eating too much. That's yeah. being greedy or whatever the case may be. Okay? That's, that, but it may not be a lifestyle because I went out one evening and overate. I did it that night. Okay, I'll go home. I pray God forgive me for being, you know, a pig or whatever you want to call it. And that's <laughs> it. But but when we engage in activities that is going to change and is going to usurp God's authority, such things as committing murder and 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 um, same-sex marriages right. and gender gender identity changes well, well, and things like that. Uh, that that you, you know, and I and and, go, and I'll go back that. and say this. I'll go yeah. back and say this. Are we? You know, am I saying? They're not saved. I'm just saying that there's a big, big disconnect in what you, you say and what Andre you do. Do you saved, uh, uh, who was gay, and uh, do you think he was saved? Andre who, Crouch? Ray Crouch. Um, oh, I know yeah. who, yeah, the and, singer. And, and, okay. Uh, uh, I can give you at least 50 entertainers, Christian songwriters and singers who practice sodomy. Uh, do you think they say? I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna say this now. This is me. No. <laughs> they're not. You think they say? No. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm gonna say this. You know what? I, 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 I you see all the gay people in the choir. Well, you see, this is the thing. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna tell you this right now, and I'm gonna have to cut they this short. They should be sitting down if they're in the choir. Right, right, absolutely. I'm gonna say this one <laughs> statement here. This is my statement. I'm going to make this, and this is going to be the last statement because I want to cut this here. Okay? And this is... This is <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed you all. I know. I know. But I know, Sister Collins. But here, here's this, this is the bottom line here. If you're practicing sin, practicing, I mean, yeah. literally practicing sin like day and night, and that's all you do, and mm -hmm. you're trying to condition it and say that, well, uh, you, you hear the word God, and it says it in the word that if you hear the word God, this is in Jude somewhere. I think it's a Jude, or I can't. I can't remember. Uh, I think Brother Ronald will help me with yeah, this. But yeah, that's James. James. Yeah. James. Okay. If you heard the word God, but you still practicing the things that's not of God, then you're not. You're not right with God. That's the bottom line. Uh, uh huh? 
Yeah. That's about right. That's what I was saying so, to Pastor Denson at Cleveland. Pastor Denson's doing a wonderful thing talking to these people. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. That's, that's what, what I do. That's what I do. But you see, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and follow me. If you're talking to them, giving them the issue, mm-hmm. giving them the issue, and presenting your case like Pastor Denson has proven us to us that he can do, and they still won't change, they are spiritually blind. Yeah, they there are. Yeah, they are. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and you're right, and I agree with that. And that's the case because they want to be spiritually blind because if they wanted to see, God would open their eyes. Yeah, yeah that's exactly heart. right. I did it for me, I did it for you. Right. I have been run out of churches and attacked because mm-hmm. of standing on the principles that God hates mm-hmm. murder, child sacrifice, mm-hmm. and same-sex marriage. So what does that tell you if they run time. you out of a church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does that church, tell you about the church. people there? Where <laughs> men and women embrace that. Uh, uh, and it, I live in Detroit. Detroit is, is a democratic stronghold. A demonic, and guess what? They run Jesus stronghold. out of that same church that they ran you out of. They'd run Jesus out of there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They said the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But and they're not of he him. He's going to still love them. They still don't get to go to his father's kingdom That's because right. you have to follow him. You All have way. to follow him. And you he, have, yeah. my, those yeah. who do, not he, those not who say, but those who do the will of my father will enter the kingdom. Amen. And see, so this is the thing. That's a blanket statement, and that's scary because I don't know nobody who is without sin. Absolutely, but it's your heart. It's your heart. What is your bent? It's your bent to want to do right. Yeah, we're sinners, but it's your bent to want to do right, to want to follow God. I fall short all the time, Mm -hmm. but I want to do right, and I repent. And that's what. That's that's the thing. I have dialogues with these guys. Some of these guys know that abortion is wrong, but they they're under pressure. They're going to bow to. Man, rather than God, and support the Democratic Party. Let me let me they do this. Uh, let, let me do this. They uh, bro, know uh, better. Pass so they're gonna have to deal with God on that. Yeah, that, that's between. They're gonna have to deal with God on that. That's what and I mean. They pass that on to. Not only do they do that, but I know pastors that are saved and have invited Louis Farcon into their pulpit, mm. and he scolds people for believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Say, I mean, I know what's going on. Well, you know what? That's like saying the Apostle Paul invited Caiaphas in to preach, yeah. or Peter invited Annas in, or somebody on. invited Nero. Come on. What's going on? They just had John Connor's funeral here, and sitting in the pulpit, along with the pastors, was Louis Farquhar. Okay, you, you know what? Can I ask you something real fast? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. The way that you speak, you speak, you, you know, you, you're saying, telling us, or telling, yeah, telling us what is going on. And yeah. I just want to know that because, just ask you, is because it's going on, does that make it right? No, it's not. Sin, sin. Uh, sin is sin. Uh, but the idea is you will never reach Men and but, women. But, see, but you know what? That's a cop out. That's a cop out as far as I'm concerned. God knows that we're all sinners. We're never going to be perfect until we no. get on the other side. Okay, okay. okay? And we're going to struggle. Is, I know pastors that are saved and still vote for the Democratic Party. And I'm sure you guys probably do too. 
But if, oh, if you're saying because you vote Democrat, you ain't saved, I got a problem with that. That's all. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, Pastor Denson, this is Gary Benford, and I'm going to go on record and tell you, I'm going to tell you <laughs> God has a problem with that. Yeah. And I'll stick mm-hmm. with that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I think yes. I think that um, let's go ahead and do this here. I want to say that, um, this is my last statement, and I'm gonna close this. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my last statement on this. this. Oh, this is great. This is awesome. Uh, I'm gonna make this Just last statement. I have a question. Yeah, yeah, okay, I know, uh, Sister Connors, but uh, <laughs> I, I want to make the statement uh, here. Clarice. No, Clarice. I mean, Sister Clarice. I'm sorry, but uh, I want to make the statement. And this is a statement. I want to invite you guys again onto this because we're going to have Raw 2020. And the main reason why we're going to have Raw 2020 is because we're going to bring real authentic wisdom from God to the people. Because there's so many people who has been chiming in and wants to get in. And I have to tell them this is enough <laughs> already. And we want to bring 2020. It will be this. I'm going to tell everyone this. And I'm going to tell the listeners this. From from January to, to, to November, we're going to talk about the biblical truths that's going on for 2020. Mm-hmm. Everything. So I want to invite mm-hmm. everyone. And we'll, when you get an invite or anything, if you put to put, uh, participate into this invites, let everyone know that on t- when Raw 2020 comes. You guys will be part of it because when you listen in and people part, be part of it, they will need to know the truth about what they're going to be going on with the voting booth to also knowing of their salvation. Because the salvation is very key right now. We could give all, we could, we could get, you no, know, we could get everyone to go and vote Republican or vote for Trump, for President Trump all day, all night. Mm. But we need to understand where their heart is at. We need to get these. Amen. We need to get people live right with Christ. We need to get people right. to Christ. We, we are Christians. We are called to what in Matthew chapter twenty-eight. What it says to go to the world and make what disciples baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and what. Give them to go all over Samaria and all over the world to preach this gospel. That's the main thing. The gospel is the key element. If we don't preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and we don't give people right to God, God will hold us accountable because we are the ones are putting our hands behind our back pockets and not giving the word out to those who need the most. That's why these networks that we got and these radio stations that we have and this uh, and the stuff that we do have need to be going to the people instead of the people try to come to us about it. We need to go Amen. to the people. So this is the thing. Let me that, just okay. say one, one more thing. Just right. respond. Just one, one final thing. Mm-hmm. I know the lady has a question. There's a scripture that at the judgment seat of Christ, of course, if you're there, mm-hmm. uh, I mean at the great white throne judgment, mm-hmm. if you're there, you didn't make it. But they're standing at the great white throne judgment, and they say to Jesus, I led people to Jesus. I led people to, mm-hmm. to the cross. I witnessed. I voted against abortion. I voted against all of those things. I've been a conservative all my life, and Jesus gonna say, "I, I never knew you." Right. See, mm. being a conservative ain't gonna save nobody. That's right. Right. Being, a, being born abortion again is gonna save ain't gonna somebody. save nobody. You gotta be born again. It, no, that ain't gonna save you. Born and again is not gonna save you. The whole thing is is getting people saved. 
And just because people are conservative, don't mean they saved. No, that's right. the other side of the same. Just because be people again. go to church, mm-hmm. don't mean they saved. Just because no, people like say, uh, okay. I, I do all of this and I did that self righteousness. Okay, okay, bro. Uh, that's I, I, all I'm saying. Okay, go ahead, but Paul yeah. gave uh, a sister uh, and sister, go ahead, uh, go ahead, brother Paul, go ahead. All right, yeah, at the Great White Throne, or you know, there's a reference to that in Matthew seven verses twenty-one right. to twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. And the people say, Lord, Lord, didn't we do these things in your name and whatnot? Now, a lot of times, you know, people when they say to you know for salvation, I meant to say this earlier. There's two components that are needed to be saved, mm-hmm. I believe, based on the Bible. Now, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 mm-hmm. addresses the one of them. Most people get that one right. That's right. faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone mm-hmm. for your salvation. But there's yep. one other element people need when they come to Christ, and the Holy Spirit has to enable that, mm-hmm. and that is repentance. That's right. And sanctification, a lot of times people confuse that. They say, well, we're growth in progress and blah, 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 and that's true. That is a lifelong struggle. However, when you come to Christ, you are willing to turn from your sin. You're coming and say, I want a life-altering change. It's a difficult thing to be saved. And the sanctification process is in the months, years, maybe even decades after that. Right. It's never going to be perfect in this life. But it's, right. it's a constant growth. But that's what we walk through salvation. Repentance. The reason why I say that these people, as you were mentioning, aren't saved, because the Jesus says to them, "I never knew you," and He says, "Because mm. you were lawless." Mm. And then that, that implies people who aren't he repentant. Said they did good works. Right. He doesn't deny the works. He doesn't deny right. the works. But right. yeah, they were never repentant. He don't deny the works. Right. Right, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that that's fruit of repentance. Just because you have when a ministry. When you're talking about you, salvation repentance, that's a one-time thing. And if you look at John, right. So they never John, said, I believe they were never saved. John one nine says, when you confess, when you sin, you need to confess it. That's an ongoing thing. Yeah, but that's so a, there's but that's people continuously who, after who, you who, become saved. They're Christians right. who will support but, abortion. Who, and they may repent two or three years down the road. That don't mean they wasn't right. saved. So you can't get saved without repentance. That's salvation. That's what I'm saying. Repentance. That's what I'm saying. You but, need faith and repentance. And after that, it's confession daily. So there are people right. who support abortion that's probably saved, <sighs> and, they, and they'll probably confess it down the road. I can't judge. I don't know. Mm, you can though if they're if they're professing Christians. Yeah, you can. That's I'm not saying we don't right. judge the world because uh, they're already lost. God judges. Well, can them. I? Go ahead, go well, sister. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to get within off the body of Christ. Yeah. Before yeah. you get off, right? The lady. Go ahead. The first lady who's talking. Yeah. Yeah. The lady who's talking. Who's? Go ahead, Clarice. I wanted to know who's going to be friends. Some of you guys. Yes. How do you spell your name, Clarice? Uh, C-L-A-R-I-C-E, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Okay, I'm uh, just gonna... are you on Facebook? Check out her yeah. page, Ronald. I'll send, yes. her, you, I'll send you. Check out her page. She's okay. the real deal. And, and, and um, um, Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, Johnson? Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Is that your and you're on Facebook too, Lawrence? No, he's not he's there. Gone. He's gone. He's gone. It's, it's uh, uh, Pastor okay. Danson. Yeah, I'm gonna be checking. Okay, that 
that's D-E-N-S-O-N, J-O-H-N, John right. Benson, right? Right. Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll I, my all website is Shalom Ministry. Can I, can I just say this real yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah. Yes, first, first Corinthians Corinthian 10, 31 says, and I'm reading it from King James, Rather, therefore, you eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Yeah, as Christians, if we are taking that word, which is the inerrant word of God, if we're taking that and we are serious and we're convicted and his word abides in us, then everything we do, yes, we are going to make a little mistake here and there, is to glorify God. I, I, I just still have this serious problem and un- understanding of how we can say we are Christians and we everything we do is to glorify God, but yet we go to a voting, voting booth and we... Uh, we we vote for evil. Yeah. Well, and uh, and yeah, that doesn't yeah. set right. And you know what? It doesn't have anything for me personally. It has nothing to do with a an individual who said it, who's promoting those policies. It's the policy. I'll vote for you know a, a purple man if he is aligned with God. And that's what that's one thing we as a a people have got to understand. It's not about the people, it's about the policy. And right now we're trying to glorify God and there's no way we can go and vote for any kind of policy that is not glorifying God. Okay. I'm gonna put my hand over my mouth and I'm what not gonna say Okay about, now now about, now I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and quite frankly, uh I've been saying close to fifty years and Everything I do don't glorify God. I'm still wrestling. I'm just I'm being upfront with you, uh, but it has nothing to do with voting. So I, uh, some maybe some folk have arrived, but everything I do doesn't glorify God. Ask my wife. So <laughs> I'm still striving. Well, and because I'm transparent. Well, that goes I, back to what we said. We all fall short. We all yeah. fall short. I mean, we but all fall short. Now, then then you could apply that right. to the voting booth as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so, because that's a communists. serious issue. Okay, that's now. Right. Okay. Communists and Marxists that want to eliminate God from the country, and if Hillary Clinton was in, she would have put the Johnson Amendment in, so all you guys would be off the radio. She would have gotten rid of Christian and conservative talk radio. Oh, she's and right the Bible. Marxists and uh, communists. Okay, okay. My, see, my hope and trust is not in politics. It's not in conservative Christians. It's not in conservative politicians. My hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He rules. Okay. And okay. I don't care who gets in office. God has the final word. Okay. So that, that's we're in, a, we're in a win-win situation. Okay. So I would encourage people to vote the same way you vote and I vote. But if they don't, that don't mean they ain't saved. Well, let me do no, this. Just remember what happened to the. Just remember what happened to God's people when those women kept popping their babies out and throwing them to the pagan god Molech. Just remember, four hundred. Those people were saved, but look at God's people. I'm look talking at the about. Jews. I'm talking about the Israelites. That's when they I went said, to look captivity. at the Jews. That's what I'm talking about. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is, is that we blow it. And that's why you can confess your sin and move on and keep growing in grace and truth. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, okay. There's going to be plenty of people in heaven that have committed abortions yeah. and, and, and have supported abortions. And there's going to be plenty of people in hell 
that were very conservative. I can tell you that right we, now. We agree. See, as I told you, I committed an abortion, but I've repented, and I'll never support it again. If That's I support huge. it again, I deserve That's hell. That's a great thing. I deserve That's hell if I support thing. it again after so God has already forgiven me from it. I'll be walking walking Christ You need to give people the same grace that God has given you. You need to give them the same grace and say they're not, you just, just because they haven't got to the repentance stage yet, doesn't mean they won't get I didn't say they won't, but right now, if they die today, they haven't gotten That's there. That's not true. Today is the day of salvation. No, they got to no. repent. They have to repent. They got to repent. They have to You may repent. not have tomorrow yep. to repent. They have this to may repent. Be the last, you believe in eternal security? Do you believe in eternal security? From the standpoint of this, God, from God's standpoint, he knows who's saved. From us, we can't know. There are very yeah. many people that people thought were saved, and then they to totally yeah. apostate, okay. and then people well, have to say, well, they never had the same, We're in the same boat. You so never had I, I just think that uh, yep. if you're in Christ, you're always in Christ. He who started the work will continue to work. I agree. Nothing, nothing, that's actually the hard part, is getting And nothing can right. separate me from the love of Christ, not even voting for abortion. That's not going to separate me to love. Here's where we're having the disconnect. You're saying you they believe certain disobedient. people are saved because they made a profession of faith. As Cleveland and other people said, look at the fruit. Judge the fruit. Not the root, just yep. the fruit. Yeah. See, and, mm -hmm. and if, if it's producing rotten tree, as Jesus right. said, rotten, rotten fruit comes off a rotten tree. Amen. The fruits of righteousness mm -hmm. that Ron started this broadcast out with, that I understand that, but the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are anti, who are who are pro-life, pro-marriage, and are pro-Israel that are unsaved. Absolutely, absolutely. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We're talking about the people claiming mm -hmm. Christ that support Democrats. That's what right. the show's about. Yeah. All I'm saying, if there are people who are conservative and believe what you and I believe about Christian values and vote that way, and they don't know Jesus, they're going to hell. Well, yeah. Right. But yeah, that's well, then if that's true, there could be Absolutely. some people who are saying the other way. Okay, dokie. Okay, I, I, we could go this all night long. But the <laughs> we can't. We almost can. But we're not going to. But this is the thing is, we're going to have a part two of this. Okay? Because... Yep. This thing is so big, and we got so many people listening in, we need to really tell them the truth. Yes, we got God. We know, we understand all of that. But here's the problem we have here. This is the problem right here we're talking about. The disconnect. We are not connecting. We need to tell the truth, people the truth. You're right. It's people who, who, who are conservative, who believe in poor life, pro-Israel, uh, 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 pro all that. But your, if your life of Christ is not complete with that, Amen. then that's, Amen. The, yeah, you're right about that. But there's another thing, too. You got people who said they are of God. Yes. And they, but they still vote in the same things. Yes. They, they, they sang it. But like, I'm going to say this one more, and I'm going to leave it that, and we'll do this again next <laughs> time, because I do need to shut this down. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, the thing is, is this, if your fruit doesn't match with what the God in you, with Jesus Christ in you, let's go back to what, uh, what Brother Paul said. He says that you have true repentance. 
You got to turn away from sin. If you said that you are turning away from sin, but you keep going in and keep keep voting for sin, then you are not of God. That's the bottom line. God is black and white, no gray areas here. If he was in any gray area, man, then that guy I would not serve because he is a double mind person. And oh, that's the bottom you line. You and I agree with there. But but the, that's that's practicing sin on and on and on. Yeah, and yeah. On. But the thing is though, I I won't make this last this is this is it. This is the bottom line. Look at the fruit. And uh and I won't leave it that because of the, the I'm gonna tell everyone this. You if you want to judge the fruit, if you want to judge the fruit from it from what it is, go to the fruit and you taste it. If it's rotten, you need to throw it out. If it's a good fruit, then you eat on it. Because what the bottom line is, Jesus Christ is a good fruit. Bottom line is Amen. Jesus Christ is the good fruit. And with that good fruit, that's where you're going to be right with him because he got to be your Lord before you get saved. By line, he's got to be your Lord first. And once he's your Lord, right? Once he's your Lord, then you get salvation. But and also, too, when he becomes Lord, you got to have total repentance. Goes right what Brother Paul said. You got to have total repentance. And with that repentance... That's when salvation comes, but you have to walk that salvation. Jesus said to his disciples before he died that you have to take up your cross daily to follow him. That means that you have to take that cross. That's including everyone who votes for Democrats if they say they're of God. If they don't take up that cross daily, then not just attend, they don't know the true meaning of Father Christ. So when the bottom line is this, that God is first and foremost, Anything else that we say, I don't care if if, if, if if this country becomes socialist and everything, then you know what's gonna happen. You and I and everybody else is on this on call on this radio is listening in will not have a voice no more. But this is the thing about God. God is gonna protect us no matter what. And the thing is about us, we need to do is keep fighting the good fight of faith every single day, no matter how much we try. And if we sweat blood tears, I don't care if I, I know some pastors who don't believe like I do. Bill, you know what I do? I pray for them. Amen. I pray for all of them because I know that by line, God will quicken their heart. They will change. And once they change, because God had to do that to me. I'm not all there, and I never will be all there. And I'm glad I'm not all there right. because nine times out of ten, the person that living inside me, which is the Holy Spirit, is all there, and He's got me to get there. And that's the bottom line that I don't see pastors do nowadays. They don't tell you that. They don't give any kind of true meaning about who is God because they are so fixated on what themselves. That's when that's why mm -hmm. we're living in a a, a, a very cultural uh, uh, divide, and that's why we live in this thing called self, and we need to die to self every day. So I want to leave it with that, and I want to close this out with this prayer here, where everyone is listening in. If you do not believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if some of you are probably wondering, okay, these guys are talking, and they just saying these things. But this is the bottom line here. In order for you to have true, true life, true life, you have to be born again. Not, not just born again. Save, you can be saved. But you got to have, to have uh, allegiance to Christ as your Lord. And I'm going to say this here. I'm not, gonna get, I'm not just going to just give you a prayer. 
I want you to think about this because true prayer comes within. First, you got to go to Romans 10, 9 to 10. It says here, if you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and he has risen from the dead, died for your sins. And if you believe that with all your heart, you shall be saved. But the second of all here, once you make that allegiance to God and you turn away from the wicked Satan to Jesus Christ as your Lord and you become saved, you have to repent your sins. That's the mm -hmm. sins. That's the sins. Not all of them. That's, that's you said, I repent for all the sins. And you put that on that cross that he died for. And that blood will make you white as snow. That true repentance. True salvation is started from there. And once you walk that walk, that's when you know that you walk into salvation. That's the bottom line. Everyone had to walk it. There's no perfect person in this world. The only perfect person was here is Jesus Christ. And that's the only person that's perfect. So we, I'm saying this and I want to say to all my my uh, guests here, thank you to be part of this, this broadcast. I we reached so many people here that people need to hear God in so many ways. And we're going to have a part two. And this part two will be for Raw 2020. So I want to say this, and you when y'all get the invites, please join in and thank you each and every one of you to be part of the biblical editorial review. This is my last broadcast of the year, but I will say thank you each and every one of you guys, and God bless you, and y'all have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to the biblical editorial review. We hope this broadcast has challenged you to see this world from God's perspective. Tune in next time for another Biblical Editorial Review. The Biblical Editorial Review with Cleveland Rhodes is copyrighted by the Resilient Christian Radio Network.